0: Yo, what's up? It's your girl, DJ Nark. <laughs> I just smoked a little bit. I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble for it in this hotel. I <laughs> will give a fuck. It's 6.30. I've been up since about four or something. It's an interesting thing that happens with me. If I am really, really upset about something, I can't sleep past four. Around 4 a.m., my body is awake. I think it's because It thinks that whatever is bothering me can be solved with a little extra time and work, which is not wrong. But some things, being the Gemini that I am, cannot be fixed without first expressing them. And I would be remiss, (coughs) excuse me, if I played the part of some kind of like superhero who doesn't have feelings and everything is just taken in stride and nothing bothers me. That's the whole thing about the woke community that gets under my skin to begin with. So I'm not going to pretend to be that, you know, like this idea of everything is just solvable with a little patience and love and peace, although that isn't wrong. It's just not very inclusive for everybody (laughs) because almost nobody can maintain that level of peace and calm. However, and this segues nicely into what I want to talk about, which is frenemies. However, um, I was able to display, you know, um, a fairly respectable amount of patience the other night. And interestingly, you guys were on live with me when it happened. So it was triggering for many reasons. But let me just list them. Let me go through it. And then I'm going to regale you with a story of a frenemy from uh, almost 20 years ago who I just found out recently did a bind on me, which is crazy. I mean, I knew that her family paid someone to do magic. She has a cousin who paid someone, this same woman, this Brazilian uh, voodoo priestess kendo Voodoo bl- priestess. Um, she paid her to break uh, th- the girl. The girl, this girl, not my friend me. The friend of me's cousin paid. I mean, their whole family was into it. Their um, the cousin paid this priestess to break her mother's will about something. Um, and the woman gave her something to put in the bottom of her shoe. And she said, every time you step on this, you will step on your mother's back. And soon, obviously, her proverbial back. Yeah. <clears throat> I've lost my voice. It's fucking New Year's in Miami, bro. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what? Um, so she would wear it in her shoe. And uh, it broke her mother's resolve about about what you know about what she wanted and she acquiesced um so i'll tell you about what happened the other night i'll set up the story for you and then i'll tell you about this girl from a long time ago and what i found out very very recently that she did to me um and we'll also talk about another another instance that was very uh, similar that I removed myself from a very long-term friendship, that I removed myself from right before I started the channel. And when you hear the progression of how my life went from the moment I cut that person out until now, it will make you run to your contact list and delete people. Because the difference in my life is night and day. From when I was just friends, not like we were always together. And no, 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 no. Just being friends with this person. Like everyone I'm about to mention, actually, every friend of me situation I'm about to recount was a weight tied to a string that was tied to my neck, and I could not make any progress—not emotionally, not physically. Right. Financially, mashallah, I've I've always been blessed because of my dad. So I wasn't like um hurting financially, but it wasn't my money. You see what I'm saying? So like even financially, things have completely opened up. Well, not my dad. I mean my mom and my dad. I think we live in this patriarchy where we associate um the way money is kept. More than the way it's made. So, if we were going to be real, 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 my mother is the one that made the money. My dad's just good at managing it. So, <clears throat> I mean, both of them, but since he's the one that's actually good at managing it, holding on to it, investing it, that's what we associate with, you know, being comfortable. Because I think my mom is like me. I think she likes to make money and she likes to spend money. She's an Aries, you know? My dad is the one who's like been thinking 30 years into the future. He was the one that wanted to make sure that because I was the only girl, I wasn't, you know, like I think his worst nightmare was like me living somewhere where he didn't know where I was or who my landlord was or what neighborhood I was in. Like literally he set things up 35, 40 years ago so that me and my brothers would all live in the same building when we were adults. And like it, that has at times, yes, 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 if you're wondering, that ha- has at times been very oppressive. You know, when the Scorpios is trying to sneak in and out the building, It's oppressive. It's scary. (laughs) It's scary when you forget the buzzer number so you just can't come over because you're not trying to press the wrong buzzer. (laughs) Get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's scary. But at the same time, the other day, remember when I wasn't feeling well and I was puking? uh, When I found out about this whole binding spell, like, it hit me as soon as I got back to New York. The entire energy was fucking waiting in my house. It hit me. And I made one phone call. I called my mother, mashallah, 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 like the extent of the blessings. This is like what I want to, you know, um, the sun is coming up, by the way, that what I want to really get across in 2019, the whole way through, no matter what we talk about, no matter what we get into, the blessings, the everyday fucking blessings that you have in your life just if you were to just sit for 5 seconds even in the morning and count them it'll change your fucking life this is what i did i call my mother which i don't do like i my mother and i don't have a relationship where i can i mean i talk to her every day but i mean when i say i call my mother i called her for help which i don't i i have a lot of pride when it comes to my mom my mom has raised me to be a like warrior in her army you know what I mean so I feel embarrassed like uh, showing her vulnerability and being like yo help me because she doesn't need any help she took she was basically an orphan right (coughs) and just placed all her trust in like if I need something she's like since I was a little kid because I had this horrible stepmother like since if I needed something I would directly just ask God like, you're my homie. I don't have anybody. Can I have this? And she's like, I just keep getting it. Keep getting it. And I always say to her, she's like that scene in this movie. Oh my God, I'm going to try not to cry. Why do I always cry when I say this? It's so stupid. <laughs> okay. It has nothing to do with anything, but maybe it does. I can't even talk about the scene. What's wrong with me? So there's this movie called Love Otis. Oh my god, I love my mom so much. <laughs> okay, so there's this movie called Lavaris. It's an Indian old movie, and it's Lavaris means someone who doesn't have anybody. Like they don't have family, they don't they don't have a name, they don't, you know, they don't have siblings, they don't have a mom and a dad, they just they're alone in the world. So the movie starts with this little kid, like bundled up like this infant, and somebody leaves him on a train. And there's this old man in Pakistan, India, people like me. (laughs) I will tell you that story, too. When I met somebody like me in Pakistan. I was like, oh, this is what we do. And he was like, this is what we do. I was like, cool. I like being a part of this. So in Pakistan, India, you have something called like a malang uh nang malang is another way of saying it nang malang means like someone who has nothing someone who's like naked and afraid (laughs) but a malang is someone like a holy man like a shaman but he's crazy you know with the long matted crazy hair and he's wearing like 10 silks 10 scarves and he looks like a bum they always have a staff a stick like it's like a wand right they're always wearing like some unfinished raw uncut stone in a ring or a you know, a necklace and everyone goes to them, right? For blessings or, you know, whatever. Okay. A cure they'll give you a little piece of a sk- orange peel or something that's been sitting with them. Say, boil this and drink it. You'll feel better. And then you feel better. That kind of shit. So um, I met one of them in Pakistan that the Taliban later c- killed. Ah, the horror of what's been going on in South Asia. Anyway, so in the movie, this Malang character, who's like just this traveling crazy man you know basically dream time crazy man he's outside singing a song while this little baby is left on this train and what he's singing what's wrong with me (laughs) um Oh my god! I tried to tell my mom this the other day, and I started crying. And she was like, "What scene are you talking about?" And I was like, "Never mind. I'll call you later." And I straight crying. She's like, "Why are you being so emotional?" I'm way more emotional about my mother than I think anyone realizes. Anyway, so he's like singing this song about how, like, when you don't have anybody, God takes care of you. Because, they're, you know, God takes care of fools and children. Basically, it's that. And what they show on the train is, like, this baby that gets slept on the train. And he's crying because he's starving. Like, he's been on the train forever. And he's, like, an infant. And so there's this malung singing this song. And they're, like, you know, uh, cross-cutting the two scenes, right? And this completely unrelated couple or person that's laying on the top bunk in the train um their bag like slips open and there's milk in the bag and it starts dripping out of the corner of the bag and into the baby's mouth (laughs) and the guy's like singing about how like when you don't have anybody god takes care of you so that's my mom like she had nothing Nothing, 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 nothing. Um, my stepmother didn't want her. Her mother died in childbirth. And her father remarried. And the woman he remarried was like, her, not her, not her. She was like a kid, I guess. She was really young. Um, but her family was like this daughter that you have. Like you have to get rid of her. You know, like you can't, you can't have her here. Like our daughter didn't do anything to deserve having like a fucking child already. And my grandfather was like, but she's like, she's really little. She's an infant. Like, what do you want me to do with her? And they were like, we don't give a fuck. Like, get rid of her. But our daughter is like not coming into a house where there's already a baby, which is like, you know, I don't know why we do all this hitting our head five times a day against the floor because we don't even fucking deserve to be sitting on prayer mats. Like we're not fucking worthy of even being in the presence of God. Most of the Muslims I know personally act like such pieces of shit and don't follow any fucking thing that it says. Not one fucking thing. Imagine a, a family of Muslim people saying to a person, "You gotta get rid of your daughter or you can't or she won't marry you. Like why are any of you praying? I bet they all had their heads covered when they said it. I bet they all, you know fast for 30 days, once a year, fucking hypocrites and don't even get me started on that lady. Yo. What Yo, I have a special request when I get to heaven. Special request. Cage match. Cage fight. Like, you're going to give me my 20 minutes with this fucking woman so I can bust every bone in her body. Anyway. Later, later. We can talk about that later. Mars and Aries. That's going to come out. If you can't deal with my little aggressive outburst with Mars and Aries, you may as well stop listening now. Anyway. So he left her. This is all going to tie together. He left her with his, I guess, like sister or like someone who was like a sister. Basically, he fucking got rid of her. And he went to go visit her a few years later. And she was sitting in the middle of the road where the cars go by and she was eating dirt. And she was like in the middle of the road. Just sitting there eating dirt. And her father was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Whatever he saw, whatever whatever he saw there was so horrible for him. That's all we know that he saw. Who knows what he actually saw, right? Because they sees we do that. We'll like euphemize the thing. God knows what was actually fucking going on. But he brought her home and he told his new wife, like, look, I can't leave my daughter there anymore. If you want to go, fucking go. Like, get the fuck out of here. But this girl is staying here. So you can just imagine how that woman treated my mother. Anyway, mind you, mind you, my mother, being the angel saint that she is, loves this woman and can't fucking stand when I say things about her. Loves this woman to the point where like, and you know what she says? She always says the same thing. She's like, I don't love her because she was a mother to me. She wasn't. She was horrible to me. I don't love her because she ever loved me. She didn't. She never did. She still talks about me like a fucking dog with all her real quote unquote kids. All her real quote-unquote kids talk about my mother like a fucking dog, even though she raised all of them and set them all up financially. She fucking did everything for everybody. But, but again, but again, cage fight. One day, cage fight. Anyway, but she loves her. And you know why she loves her? This is an Aries for you. She loves her, because, and this is what she says. She says, listen, she was my stepmother. She could have beat me every day if she wanted to. She never put a hand on me. And I'm like, that's not enough. That's not a fucking parent. She never hugged you. She never kissed you. She never said anything fucking nice to you. She treated you like a fucking servant day and night to just do her shit. And then she treated you like a fucking bank account to raise all her other fucking no good kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the f- And she's like, but Umber, she never hit me. That's an Aries for you. Like, no, she never fucked with my personal dignity. You want me to run around all day and do shit for you? And Aries is like, fine, I'll do shit for you. You want me to be useful? Bitch, I'll be more useful than you. Fuck you. How about I raise your fucking kids for you, useless bitch? Anyway, so that happened. So my mother, I don't call her with just stuff. My mother's a tough, tough, tough woman. She's one of the first captains in the Pakistani Air Force ever. Like, mama, mother's tough. She was in the army. She was in the Air Force. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't call her to be like, help, mom, unless it's like a real fucking situation. And I'm like in a fort. like when I was getting divorced, when I was leaving my husband, I was in Denmark and I called my mom and I was like, mom, this is what's going on. And I told her exactly what was going on. She was like, what the fuck are you there for? Get on a plane and come back. Fuck him. You know what I mean? Like, boom, I call her for shit like that. Like, hello, <laughs> you know? So I swear to God, you fucking hang out in Miami for four days with a bunch of Cubans. And the next thing you know, you fucking sound like them. Okay, I love them. Yo, Sandy, Sandy, you are everything. Sandra, you are everything. Sandy and Destiny made my trip. You don't even know. You don't. And Sandy's an Aries, like my mom. Like, you don't even know. And of course, Destiny's a Scorpio. You know, you already know. You already know. I was fucking rolling around in Miami with a fucking Aries and a Scorpio. You already know. Anyway, so I don't really tell her shit like that unless it's like important, important. You know what I mean? Um, So I called her and I was like, could barely speak. And I was like, mom, like something grabbed me. Like when I walked in this house, like something has been sitting here, like just waiting for me to get back to like, grab, like, I can't explain to you how I feel right now. Like everything is wrong. Like I was sweating cold sweat, like, like as if I was standing under a shower of cold water. I mean, the sweat was pouring so fast out of my body that like everyone that saw me was like, yo, what happened? I was like, yo, I don't fucking know. But it was like something had me, right? So I call my mom and this is what happens. I call my mother within five seconds... My brother, my younger brother who lives above me is running down the stairs from his apartment to my apartment, mashallah. My older brother, who happens for some reason to be not at his practice that day, is one floor below us. He comes running from downstairs up to sit. So within like five seconds, my younger brother's there. My older brother's there. My older brother's sis- uh, wife, my sister-in-law is texting me. My younger brother's uh, fiance comes running down and spends the rest of the day with us. Like... And my brother, my younger brother has like intense, intense, intense ability. Like I have zero psychic ability. I'm an empath. I can feel shit and I can deduce based on my feeling and based on my astrological know-how and education, like, ah, 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 this can happen. But like, at least not that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like people who got this shit, you could see it a mile away. Like literally, what I said in that Instagram post is real. I have never in my life been around a single cat—not an alley cat, not an outside cat—no cat who didn't just immediately, upon this man entering the house, jump on him or sit on him or sit next to him or roll, you know, roam around his feet until he picks them up. Like the cats, all cats want to do is fucking hang out with Uli. <laughs> And mind you, Ali don't like animals. <laughs> he don't like animals. He doesn't like dirt. He's a fucking Capricorn. Clean, clean, clean Capricorn. So for him to even like cats is crazy. <laughs> like for him to even let them near him is nuts. But you could tell when he looks at them, when he when he deals with them, it's like he's dealing with a person. I feel like they can tell that he can see them. Like, for what they really are. I don't think we see cats for what they really are. It's like Leos. People miss the point with Leos. I think part of the whole, like, sunshine... You saw that Leo driver that we had? The gorgeous one? The gorgeous Cuban one? Like, people miss it. Sorry. Another, another Leo. While we were talking about a Leo. My son is a Leo rising. And when I tell you that I don't think I ever really understood Leos until I figured that out about him, Lord... Oh my god, like I have been too insensitive with my Leo friends, I think to be perfectly honest. I think my Leo friends, the ones that I have, must really 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 love me because like I I'm not I'm too uh, I, I'm too harsh for Leos. Like I'm realizing more and more and more that the sensitivity that my son has, it's not the Gemini. It's not it's definitely not the Capricorn moon. We know that. It's this Leo rising. It makes him so so sensitive but what I was saying I mean he can pick up on shit it makes him that sensitive but what I was saying was about that driver yesterday if you watch that particular live what you know the first thing that comes across okay he's got this like big flashy escalade fine real tall big guy very good looking big hair nice suit little tiny cat nose you know all the Leo traits but if that's all you see the big show, the big ha, the sphinx, you know, if that's all you get, Leo, fix fire, sun is up in the sky, ooh, ah, everything bright, you miss it. You miss it because there's a reason that cats are the ones that travel and walk between the two worlds, that they can see the two worlds at the same time. I think part of the whole flash and glamour, you know, it really, and it really goes with Miami, the whole like appeal of that almost walking that fine line between like, you know, glitz and glamour and gauche, right? Um, I think that that's a tactic, actually. Because you have to realize that cats are strategic. They're much smarter than they appear. And part of their uh, survival instinct is not to appear too powerful, I think. You know, it's kind of funny that the most successful predator is a house cat. Think about that. (laughs) Right? Right? So I think that it's strategic. I think the glamour of it, the hair, the light, the, the shining personality that Leos have, I think what it's actually doing is it's masking not some deep, dark, inner other, no, but a really spiritual, sensitive being who's connected and her and their instincts, they know things before they happen. But they're also watching two worlds happen at once. If you watch a Leo, it's like one part of the Leo is like watching what's going on. And the other part of the Leo is like emotionally analyzing what's going on. It's it's like Leos are like cats in that way that they can see both realms at once to the point where they're like superimposed on top of each other. So I think what happens with me and Leos is that I will say something or do something that when they look at both the worlds combined and they put them on top of each other, what I'm doing to them, like in their mind through their like calculations, what I'm doing is out of whack. It's too much. You know what I mean? Because they're, because the way they're thinking is if you were sensitive enough, to see how sensitive I am, you wouldn't say it to me like that. It's the delivery where I get tripped up with Leos. And I think that's why I've taken such great care in going back and like really working with how I talk to them, you know? Because I had a couple of experiences with Leos that I really, really love, where I feel like I just must not have said things the right way, you know? And 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 I do it to my son. I'll say like the most normal, hilarious joke, and this kid will within half a millisecond, turn. Because he just doesn't think what you said is funny. And he's like, he's for real offended. Like, he's legit offended. (laughs) I think my alarm just went off and like cut off the recording. Okay, all these interruptions. Fine. All of this is to get to the point. The point being... Frenemies. Now, why bring it around to Leos first? Well, because at least in my life, they've done me the service that if they didn't feel that they could be friends with me for, for whatever reason, whatever reason, they've just, they just move on. As opposed to the people who have in their mind decided for one reason or another that you are not their friend. And yet they continue to not just hang out with you, but let themselves be in your confidence. Do you see what I mean? Like they let you trust them. They let you tell them things. They let you involve them in your life. They let you take them places. They let you engage with your life, your friends, your business, your whatever, knowing that they don't like you. In all honesty, they probably hate you. They probably want to be you. And they're really just looking for any moment, wherever they can find it, to knock you, off your, knock you off the pedestal that they feel that you've put yourself on. That's one of the things, the interesting dynamics with frenemies. If you have a frenemy, you can take for granted that that person has already assumed and then gone ahead and realized all on their own that you are better than them you for whatever reason whether they think you're prettier, smarter, uh, have more money or more successful, whatever it is. For, for a lot of people it's class that like you you may find yourself being disliked by certain people. You don't you find out years and years later like that person never really liked you. They were just pretending to be your friend and at the core of the core of the core you're never able to figure out what was it about me? That made this person act this way. Why didn't this person like me? Why did they go out of their way to do whatever the fuck they did to me? Why would they do that? And a lot of times, I think we're surprised. And I see it all the time. A lot of times, when we get down to the truth of the truth of the truth, they just didn't like how graceful you were. They didn't like how you carry yourself in the world. They didn't like that when you're under pressure and in terrible situations, you still show up looking good or you still show up feeling good. There's a lot of things that breed envy. Don't get it twisted that you're only being envied if you're, you know, really, really pretty or really, really wealthy or really, really successful. Not at all. You could just have a bunch of hate and envy being thrown your way because you wake up every day grateful and happy for what you have, whatever you have. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the way married people are always assuming that people who are single are miserable. Meanwhile, the only miserable people I know are married. Right now, honestly, aside from like, People my parents' generation, almost every fucking couple I know, I guess aside from Deepika and Ranveer, is miserable. And I think most of the reason that Deepika and Ranveer are not miserable is because Ranveer is a fangirl, which is amazing, and we love him for it. And that's exactly what a Capricorn female needs. Be my fucking fangirl, bitch. Like, we're gonna be fine. Um, We'll get to that, too, because I got a lot to say about a lot. Anyway, um... So let's talk frenemies. As you may know, let's talk, let's talk from the most recent example and then we'll work our way backwards. As you may know, the other night when I was in Miami, I went out. So my plan for this trip was, and my plan whenever I leave my son and go away for like a month and a half, two months, is to work. Um, I was recently exploring this. Here, while I was in Miami, because I think there's a very strong work ethic here, actually, as much as the people here love to play, everybody seems to be on point about, like, you got to do the job, which I really love. And I picked up my particular, you got to do the fucking job, from my mother. Because my mother is the hardest working person I know. And nursing is a physically brutal profession. It is very fucking hard on your body, right? It's a labor-intensive profession. So when I say that I've seen this woman work I mean, I've seen her work, right? So for me, whenever I take a trip, if there isn't a work element involved, I'm really not uh, enjoying myself. Like Jamaica is the only thing that I do... I think that's just completely unrelated. But then again, that trip is all about psychedelics. So it is work related because it's my time to re-up, re if you will, right? Um, just on energy, on being in the water, on doing you know the different things and then being in the water and just letting it happen, right? Like you let Jamaica happen to you. You can't anyone who goes to Jamaica and tries to direct anything. Well, I need this thing by this time and I need to show up to do this. And they just look at you like, okay, uh, that's not how it's going to happen here. (laughs) This is an island and things time moves different here. Time moves slow. Um, So. I came to Miami for a work trip basically i wanted to do the satsang i wanted to feel the energy down here a lot of you who are really really loving and always on the gram supporting and messaging me and i know your usernames like I'm, i'm recognizing you over and over again those were the voices who were like miami bitch miami and i was like yo these people are mad nice like i would love to go down there and feel this vibe now because of things that have happened in my life and like you know how people keep saying like oh, come to Austin. And I'm like, no, my ex is in Austin. I don't want to go to Austin. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I love you guys. But like, I don't want to breathe the same air as that person. You know what I mean? Like, just no. (laughs) So I haven't been to Miami in 20 years. Because I know that someone that I don't want to run into comes here all the time. And so I just, you know, stay away. Like, it's just, that's fine. You could keep Miami. Um, But so many people were saying like, come, come, come. And they were so nice. And so I, yeah, okay. We're taking a work trip. Great. Um, So I come here. Things are going very, very well. Uh, Destiny had reached out to me in a work capacity. And so the fact that she could come down from Orlando was great. So again, we're working, you know, we're very, she's very nice. We're getting along. We're building a friendship, but we're working, right? Sandy, again, Sandy got a reading from me. Years ago, and we became friends instantly. Like me and Aries, just have a different type of like understanding. Like you can't have an Aries mother that you respect as much as I respect my mother, and not just get Aries. Like I get them, whatever their flaws are or not. Like that's just the point I'm at with my parents in general. I think I got to that point when I was like thirty five. I think to like if I was being completely honest, maybe like. Like mm, I got all the shit worked out of my system, probably like 37, 38, where I just realized that no matter what they are, they're amazing and they're perfect. And I love everything about them and I accept them completely. Like from their worst to the worst to the worst fucking qualities to their best fucking qualities. No matter how much they fucking drive me crazy or how much they help me or how much they do nothing. They don't ever have to do nothing again. I love my parents unconditionally the way you're supposed to love a child or a pet. Or the way they were supposed to love you and they probably didn't because they don't even know what the fuck unconditional love is. I mean my mother didn't even know what love was until she met my dad. All she knew was like go to the fucking store and shut the fuck up. Go sit in the corner. I don't even want you anyway. Help me raise my kids. You know what I mean? Like, be my servant. That's all she fucking knew. She just knew how to be useful and work. That was her only way of, quote unquote, not getting hit. You see what I'm saying? So, like, when I tell you that I'm loving them unconditionally, regardless of how they love me, I mean it. You know? Um, And when you get to that point with any sign, I mean, that was never the case with me and my dad. My dad is the one who actually taught me what unconditional love is and still is teaching me to this day. Like, I'll do things and I'm like, you're not mad. And he's like, okay, it doesn't matter if I'm mad. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, is that how that works? He's like, Jesus Christ, I've been doing this all my life with you. What do you mean? (laughs) Women are so stubborn. Um, But you can't get to that point with any sign. Where you know someone from that sign that you truly love unconditionally. Because this is what I realized about my mom. My mom's pattern is so strong that that nobody loves me. That nobody's ever going to love me. That I'm only useful if I'm providing a service or making money. My mom's story, my mom's psycho-cybernetics settings were so strong that it was even applying to me. I was just another reminder in her life of how nobody loves her. You know, because 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 of the way she treated me, our relationship was so like scratchy, so much friction. So I was just another um, reinforcement from her cybernetic system. Like, see, like they, they, nobody loves you. You see, not even your own daughter that you did everything for. Even she thinks you're wrong. Even she only loves you when you're providing some sort of a service for her. And as soon as that light went off in my head, I was like, oh, nah, fuck this. This is what we not fucking doing. And I still remember the first time I told her, I was like, Mom you could be however you want. And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Mom, <laughs> just be however you want. Nothing you say, nothing you do is ever going to make me not love you. Like, and I'm not I'm not even going to get mad at you. I'm not even going to like judge you. I'm not even going to say anything to you. Be exactly however the fuck you want to be. And I'm going to love you anyway and I'll support you anyway and you'll realize that this is a thing. This is a real thing. You can love people without any condition or any caveat, no matter what the fuck they do, and just be there and be that constant like beam of love and support. Yo, the look on my mother's face was like if as if you told her, like, everyone else can see the sky is green, only you've been thinking it's blue. Like you don't understand. Her eyes, like it's very rare to surprise her. She's seen everything. But like <clears throat> you it was like wonderment. It was like a little kid. Like she she was like what? You, like, you're so hard on everybody. You're so hard on me. You're so hard on everybody. Like, you, you, you like, your love is so hard to get. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm not going to be some fractal version of your fucking stepmom that now, like, it's my love that's hard to get. No, my love is easy to get. You don't have to do fucking anything for my love. Don't ever fucking do anything again. I'll pay for everything. Like, I legit don't let my mother pay for anything anymore. I'm just like, no, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Just fucking let me know. <laughs> and no, you're not sitting in economy. Stop. Like what the fuck, mom? Like she's getting, you know, to have the experience of being an unconditionally loved child by a parent who has money. Now, in like her 70s, her late 70s. It's amazing, huh? It's amazing. But you can't build. And we should talk more about parents because I I think you guys would be surprised at my views on parents, but maybe not after what I just said. Like, I'm very, very, and I know I say this a lot, but I'm very Muslim. And, like, that's just, like, parents, yo, I know, we got, I know, yo, I know how horrible your parents might be, because I know how horrible human beings are. And human beings around little human beings just turn into 10 million times more horrible than they were. You know what I mean? Like, I know how bad human beings can be. So I know how bad parents can be. And yet still. No matter. There yet and yet still, if you deny it, you deny yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because to be perfectly honest, until I started loving her like that and supporting her like that and giving her fuck's sake the one thing she's needed her whole life, until I started doing it, you think I was okay? I wasn't. Of course not. If I can't love her unconditionally like that, am I loving myself? No. Because if I love myself unconditionally, how could I ever make my mother feel like my love was hard to get? What the fuck? You understand what I'm saying? And it changed so much in her life because her other kids, the way they speak to her, even the way her husband speaks to her, even the way her husband speaks to her, and especially her fucking pseudo siblings, even the way they fucking speak to her, everything changed. Because, and again, this is, I'm not proud of this, okay? But be it my dad, this, that, the third or any other person, it doesn't matter how well or not well you know me. I'm not I'm I'm not the person you want on the other side of the line from you. Like if if my mother is standing behind me, you're definitely going to watch what the fuck you say to her. Because the last thing you want is me on your ass. Right, because I'm I am I am I am that people. I don't let go. Once I got you in my grip, I'm not going to let you go. And I think that's what always gets people about me. It's like, oh, why are you so like proud of that? I'm not proud of it. I don't think pit bulls are proud of having a lock steel jaw. That's just their nature, bro. Mars and Aries, that's just my fucking nature. If I grab you by your fucking throat, I'm not letting you go. The best thing you could do is stay out of my range of motion. You see what I'm saying? If you don't get close enough for me to grab you by your fucking throat, you safe. Don't stand there. And when my mother, when I realized that my mother had to be standing behind me, right? Instead of like in front of me, me pointing at her going, oh, you, your mother treated you like this. That's why you didn't do this for me. You didn't do this for me. I, I have this issue. I have this issue because of you, because of you. When I realized that that was all fucking bullshit and into all my fucking life and, and like take care of my fucking self. As soon as I realized that I realized she was the first person that needed my protection. All these fucking little hoes running around these fucking clubs that I had been fighting over or for, fighting for, because they don't know how to fucking fight their own fucking fights. All these little hoes everywhere that I had been defending, all these little petty fights that I had been getting into with people here, there, and everywhere. Meanwhile, the person who needed to be defended, the person who needed to be protected, was that little kid sitting in the street eating dirt. So when I realized that, like everything in her life changed, you know what I mean? Because everyone like it's silent, but it's really fucking loud. Like if if you're on my team, that's it's very quiet, but it's very fucking loud because what's standing between the world and you is me. (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not i'm not a little thing (laughs) so when you get to know any sign to that level right where you can read their settings and you can see where you find yourself in their settings and you can fucking change their settings externally that's when you know you really love somebody where they're not even trying to do the work but still the construct changes because of how much you love them you see what I'm saying? When you get to know someone on that level, the sign that they are then you know it like you know yourself. Because when you love someone unconditionally, they become you. You become them. That's why this whole like self-love, you got to love yourself. You got to love yourself because you you I could not love my mother unconditionally and give her the support and protection she needed until I realized That like, I was the shit. You see what I'm saying? Until I realized that I was the shit. Anything that I thought I wasn't the shit about was her fault. Consciously or unconsciously. It was either her fault, his fault, that fault, their fault. They did this, he did this, that. No, 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 no. When I realized that there were no flaws there. All these things that I'm seeing, they're fallacies. And it is nobody's fucking fault. I'm the shit. I'm dope. Yeah, I fall down. I get back up. Whatever the fuck. Everybody falls down and gets back up. Whatever the fuck. Who cares? Who cares? I'm not getting stuck there. <laughs> oh, I fell for this reason or that reason. Okay. Well, next time I'll tie my shoes. Maybe I'll stretch next time. Whatever the fuck. It can be fixed. Get up. Move on. You know what I mean? But when I realized that none of this shit is like, it's not that fucking deep. And that I'm the shit. When I realized that, that was that's unconditional love. When you look at yourself and you say, okay, bitch, you, you fell down. So what? Get back up. I love you. Come on. Let's do this shit. And, and you know what? Wear the Gucci. So what? You fell down. Fucking wear the Gucci. Get back up, bitch. Let's go. You, know, you see what I'm saying? When you get to that point where you really start pouring that unconditional love into yourself and no matter how many times you fuck up, you just look at yourself and you go, you know what? I got you. That's it. Get back up. Let's go. Then you can love other people unconditionally. And when you love them unconditionally, you become them. They become you. That's what I mean, that if you're standing behind me, trust me, you're safe because you know how much I love me. (laughs) So if I think if I if I feel like you're me and I'm you, then I'm going to defend you the way I defend myself. You see what I'm saying? So you're good, right? When you get to know a sign on that level, then when you meet another person from that sign who has an open heart and a clear heart, you're just like, boom, we're there. Like, the first time I met Sandy, I was like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, cool. We're good. Like, I got you. You got me, I got you. Boom, we're good. So we're hanging out, but we're working the whole time, basically. We're taking meetings, we're going to the venue, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're coming up with new ideas. We, you know, uh, Sandy's been in jewelry forever. And so that was a perfect fit. I was like, yo, like, these rings, this pendant you know, even the little evil eye glass thing that I'm wearing right now that I got here in Miami, like I would like to do iterations of these things and, and, and like, you know, make them available to the revolution. And Sandy's like, I've been in fucking jewelry for like 30 years. What are you talking about? Excuse me. Okay. You know, oh my God, you don't think I want to be doing business out of Miami? The Godfather is my favorite movie. Actually Godfather 2. No, Godfather two godfather dead man they're all up there true romance Ugh, i'll make a list okay so i'm here working is basically what the fuck i've been trying to say for an hour i'm here working and i have a friend from new york that i've known for a, a while a long time who's like by the way i'm gonna be in miami i'm like okay great she comes she comes with a friend okay great i had plans to go to a party at 10 a.m. So the party started New Year's Eve at 6 p.m. and then it would go all night and all the next day and then I guess the next night even at this place called Space. And everyone from Miami right now is like, oh my God, Space, you were going to Space? Yeah, because it's about the music, bro. I don't care about the, I never go anywhere for the crowd because I don't, like that's just never how I move. Like I never go places to hang out with people. Anytime you see me out, I'm in a corner or right up against the wall or in the VIP in the corner. I'm not even trying to be in the VIP to be in the VIP. I'm literally looking for an empty corner or a little bit of space where I can dance. That's it. That's all I want to do. I don't want to talk. I never want to talk. If we're in a club or a lounge or a bar and you're talking to me, just know I hate you. Just know that all I want you to do is go away and leave me alone. I'm only there to dance. If you can dance really well and you don't want to talk and all you want to do is dance, come hang out. Come hang out. Come hang out all night. We're going to have the best fucking time ever. But the minute you decide that this is now a conversation... And you wanna to get to know me, talk to me, tell me a story, you're done. We're done. Please go away. Because I don't get my social interaction like that. I don't I don't I don't like to socially interact with people who are drinking, to be perfectly honest. It's boring. People who are drinking, all they do is put every insecurity and every like ugly thing they think about themselves right out there on a platter for everyone to see. And honestly, it's cringy. It makes me feel my Virgo moon is like it's like watching somebody throw up. But what they're throwing up is like what they're the most ashamed of. And it's humiliating for them. And it's humiliating for me to have to witness it. Okay? It's humiliating for me that you're putting me in the position to witness your fucking humiliation. I feel like like a Japanese person who wants to turn around because you just dropped your food. Let me just turn around until you pick your shit up and go away, please. Because you're just embarrassing yourself and now I got to watch you do it and I'm fucking embarrassed. That's what people do when they're drinking. So whenever people see me out, they're like, oh my God, you're so antisocial. I don't even know why you come out. I'm here for the music. I'm here to move my body to this music with this dope ass sound system. You're an asshole because you're here for all the wrong reasons. First of all, if you got on a forty thousand dollar watch in a club, stay the fuck away from me. You're a fucking asshole. You're at a meat market, which, considering how old you are and how old the girls here are, you're a sicko. You're a fucking asshole. So, first of all, there's that, right? So, remember I told you with the finance guys, where's my hug? These are the, this is the type of guy. Who's going to come up to me when I'm standing in the corner and there's some, always, always, when some dope fucking song is playing, some hype fucking dope fucking song is playing, this motherfucker's going to be like, hey, what's up? Where's my hug? Basically. Or, hey, what's up? It's been a long time since I've seen you. Hey, what's up? What are you up to? Oh, my fucking God. You know what I'm up to? I'm up to moving my ass to this bass that you just fucking interrupted. Ah. Uh, Yes, stop shaking your hand. I see your watch. That's a down payment on a house in Queens that you could have bought, renovated, and rented out to two families. And you know what? You could have done it at cheap. If you were a really nice person, you really don't need the money. You could be buying houses, flipping them, and renting them for next to nothing for all these people out here trying to get a start who don't have as much as you. But you in here with a $40,000 watch, shaking your fucking hand at me, trying to get laid. Ew. Ew, ew. Ew. So this is why I'm asocial at clubs. So, no. I don't care what the fucking crowd is like at space. I'm not going for the fucking crowd. I'm going for the muzak. So... We were gonna go at 10 a.m. for the music. I just had to go on that little rant because I fucking hate when people assume, like, that there's nobody out there who actually likes to go out to dance. Everyone fucking assumes that dancing and club culture is just for like 12 year olds who wanna fuck. No, no, it's not. Those 20 year olds that wanna fuck are on Tinder. <laughs> And all this other nonsense out here, all the other things that you think are like legitimate ways to meet people. Yeah, that's where all those fucking people are. So anyway, so we had, me and Sandy had plans to go to space at 10 a.m. So I'm like in bed, dumb early, asleep, lights off, dumb early, asleep, right? I think it was like nine or something. I was asleep. You know, there's this button. I like this button actually. I I, 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 I like the concept in hotels of like that one button you press and everything goes off, all off. <laughs> I felt like Johnny Mnemonic. It's like all off. <laughs> and I went to bed. My phone dings. I'm like, ugh, why didn't I turn this fucking thing off? Oh, I'm in Miami. We're driving up. Uh, I'm, I'm in somewhere, some town near here. We're driving up. And I'm like, um... Wow, because it's New Year's Eve. Like, I thought you were going to be in Miami for New Year's Eve. Not just, like, literally getting into town on New Year's Eve. So, like, I figured since I didn't hear from you, you know what I mean? Like, I've been here for days. you obviously been around somewhere. I don't know where you've been, but I haven't heard from you. So, uh, okay. Like, now? You know? Like, I'm asleep. Like, I got plans. Like, we didn't even make plans for New Year's Eve. That's why I had other plans. We didn't make any plans. She just like hit me up out of nowhere and was like, oh, I'm here. We're coming to your hotel. I'm like, okay. Uh, So I get up. I had just fallen asleep too. I had just fallen asleep. You know how you wake up with like that dry taste in your mouth and a headache because you were falling into a deep sleep and somebody woke you up? That's how I woke up. I was just like, all right, no problem. Yo, no problem. Friends are friends. No problem. Good. Let's do this. Take a shower real quick. Get dressed. By the time they get here, I'm dressed. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. We go downstairs. We're drinking some wine before we head out to this thing. I already knew from jump that I shouldn't have, like, had the wine. I already knew. But, like, she kept insisting. Like, it was her and a friend. The friend was really nice. She get The friend is a Leo, by the way. Kept insisting, though, no, have a drink, have a drink, have a drink have a little bit to drink. Not like literally like two sips. Smoking a joint, hanging out, it's all good. The girl says, I need something stronger than this. I'm falling asleep because of this wine. And I'm just, I'm always kind of amazed at how people behave. Like I would just like to point that out. And like, again, maybe this does make my love very hard to get. Or maybe this does make me way too critical of people. But I just be bugging out the way people talk and the way people behave. If you're at my hotel and you're my guest, is that the way to say that? Like, I just can't even imagine. You know what it is? I always imagine those things coming out of my mouth. And then I'm embarrassed. Because if I ever said something like that to somebody whose place I was at, I don't think I could ever see that person again like even that one thing if I was like say I came to your house say I came to your house you whoever you are say I came to your house and came and sat down and was like oh my god I can't just like drink this water I need like soda or something wouldn't you be no matter who you are no matter how much you love me no matter how much you respect me wouldn't you be like can you get some fucking manners like do you you know what I mean like is that the way to say that of course, there's nothing wrong with the sentiment. I would like something else to drink. There's nothing wrong with that. However, there's a big difference between saying that and saying, um, you know, I like the water. I'm grateful for the water. I mean, I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't even go that far. I would say nothing. <laughs> I'm so polite and such an dodge boot that I would say nothing. I would just wait until I left and go have a coffee or whatever I needed to fucking do. But what I'm not going to do is sit in your house and your space and pose on you. And on top of that, be complaining and whining and acting like a little bitch about it. But okay. Um, Again, my hands are tied because when you walk into our house or our space, you're God. The guest is God. You understand? You, t- you treat your guests like God. So literally, we are brought up like this. We see it in front of us day and night with our family, with our friends, with our culture, with our religion, with our holidays, everything, everything, everything. It is ingrained into our fucking DNA. I cannot disrespect you if I've invited you into my house. I cannot disrespect you if you if I am your host. Hospitality is next to godliness for us. You know what I'm saying? Like hospitality in the Muslim world, in the South Asian world is an art in the Middle East, oh my god. They I mean, listen, the Turkish blow everybody out of the water. You go to a Turk's house, you'll feel like a king. You'll feel you will not want to leave. My friend Pelin in Turkey, yo, I never want to leave because it's just like being in paradise. <laughs> They're so hospitable, my God. So, no matter how your guest, now it's your fault. Now it's your fault if you know trifling people who make bad guests because once they're your guests your hands are tied so why is this person even related to you and connected enough to you to be in your space and be your guest you fucked up you yes you're fucked up you know what i'm saying so i can't drink this one i'm falling asleep i need something more than this me being the host again i feel compelled to say uh something something anything right Anything to cut the silence of the Leo looking down and being just really embarrassed at what's happening. Oh, God, you know, say something, Umber. I'm like, uh, well, I just realized, hey, funny story. I just realized that there is this fridge full of all kinds of like just ratchet as fuck liquor in the room. And I was really surprised because obviously I stay in a lot of hotel rooms. There's always like a certain amount of mini bar action, but the Miami mini bar action is not mini bar action. These are like bottles. <laughs> so when I opened the fridge to put my fucking fruit salad in there, and I was confronted with bottles of like everything, Syrah, Henny, this, that, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, so I had just seen that. So when she said, "I need something stronger than that." I was like, "Um, well, funny story, there is a fucking fridge full of like top shelf liquor in the room upstairs. So if you feel like doing a shot or something, of course I understand. It's New Year's Eve, you know. Of course I'm overlooking the fact that you have no manners whatsoever. But but like who cares? You're my friend. It's cool, man. It's cool. Maybe you're in a mood, maybe you got something going on, and most of the time, honestly, I keep that shit to myself just because I realize that people, like, aren't raised right. You know what I mean? Like, if, you, if you're raised by wolves, I can't expect you to be like, this wine is delightful in a very good year. And I knew when I opened it that it was kind of a sleepy wine. I could tell by the oaky finish of the smell. But now that we're here and we've made this mistake of drinking this after-dinner wine as a pre-party, okay, Would you mind if I have some of the Hennessy in your fridge? Or would you mind if we go to the bar and have a shot? I don't, I don't, I can't expect that from you. So that's fine. No problem. I'm not even judging you for it. All I'm saying is there's liquor in the room, bitch. You want to take a shot before we go? That's fine. That's cool. Let's go do that. Yo, do you know what she said to me? She goes, listen, Amber, we're going to this party because there's a guy there that I want to fuck. Or that I'm like fucking or talking to or whatever, whatever. So we have plans. So if you want to go to the room and do whatever you need to do, you could do that. You could do whatever you need to do. But we're rolling out. We're going to this party, okay? I looked over at the Leo. She's got her head down and she's shaking her head bad. And I'm like, it took me a second. It took me like a whole second which is a lot to, to to a Mars, Venus, Aries. A second is a lifetime when someone has just disrespected you like that. I took a whole second to take that in before I was like, yo, what did you just say to me? I said what I said and I was still nice about it. I wasn't even mean. I was like, yo, I just said what I said because you said you wanted to take a shot. There's liquor in the room. That's all I just said. But listen, if you feeling like that, uh I, I i don't have to go anywhere i'm just gonna go back upstairs take a shower take this makeup off and go to sleep you're the one who rolled up to my you know what i'm saying like i'm mad confused and i look over at the leo and the leo's like yeah i don't even know why you talking to her like that like she just offered you what you wanted like why are you being like this like i don't even know what you're saying right now and this girl looked at me one of her lashes falling off i mean come on like just a just a mess and was like, well, I'm just saying, you don't have to come with us. And I turned around and I was like, you trying to fuck this dude? I thought you had a boyfriend. Like, aren't you the one who keeps talking every two seconds about being hypnotized by dick? And you sitting on a pole and you you can't get anything done in your life because all you want to do is fuck this dude all day long and you're completely obsessed with him. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. But now we're going, you're going, I guess, to some party with some guy. okay. So, there's all types of like left shit going on right now. So, I was already feeling like, you know what? Leave me out of this whole shit. And I said before we left, don't take me to somebody's house. I don't want to go to somebody's house. Like, I'm, yo, I don't care who it is. I am not going to a house party. I don't want to go to a house party. I don't. Yo, if you don't know where you're going and whose house it is, this is, again, again, maybe if you raised out here in Florida, that shit is mad normal to you. Maybe if you raised in Georgia somewhere, that shit is mad normal to you. In New York, you walking into somebody's house that you don't know, that could be a a, a multi-billionaire who lives in a fucking penthouse downtown. It doesn't matter. That shit is mad dangerous. Because you don't know who these fucking people are. You don't know who's there. You don't know what the fuck type of shit these people are into. And then you in their personal fucking soundproof space. Nah, bro. Nah. Listen, I don't care about fun that much. I can have fun in a room by myself with a fucking Bluetooth speaker and my fucking playlist. You know what I mean? I'm not chasing fun with my life. I'm not playing with my fucking life to have a good time somewhere. Get the fuck out of here. No, fuck that. So I was already like mass sus about the whole fucking thing. This whole thing was starting to look suspicious to me. Like, what's going on? Oh, I didn't mean to say it like that. I was like, what? And she was like, of course I want you to come with us. I didn't mean to say it like that. I was like, okay, are you sure? Because you just said for no reason at all. Well, you don't have to come with us. And, like, I'm not really in the business of going places with people who say shit like that to me. She was like, no, 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 I'm so sorry. We're such good friends. I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. And she starts telling this girl, did you know, like, she rented this place in Jamaica, and I went and stayed there with her for, like, 11 days. And, like, yo, like, when I tell you that I am a good friend, I am a good friend. I'm a good friend. (laughs) I'm not one of those friends who's like, hey, um... On this bill, it says that actually you owe me two more dollars for coffee. And listen, I'm I'm not saying that if you're like that, that you're a bad friend. If you don't have the luxury to be able to pay for things for your friends or whatever, you don't have the luxury. But if you do and you don't, you're kind of an asshole. But okay, no problem. I was going to go to Jamaica for 11 days anyway. She came. I wasn't going to make her pay for it. I was going anyway. But she stayed there for nothing. Right? Like, And several things like this have happened. I am a very good friend. So to compensate for whatever the fuck she just said to me and went left, she starts telling this story about Jamaica. And I'm like very uncomfortable with it. Just like I'm very uncomfortable mentioning it now. But it has to be said so you have some context of what's going on. Oh no, Amber is just such a good friend. She's so sweet. She's so nice. She's so supportive. When I started my channel, she told everybody about it. We went to Jamaica. Ah, we, went, we did this. We do that. We did this. Like, Okay. So now the Leo's kind of looking at her like, okay, well, if she's so great, why are you being like this? But okay, no problem. Uh, Go inside, they go to the bathroom, like in the hotel, it smelled horrible in there. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And I just wasn't into it. I don't really like, I don't even like bathroom selfies. I'm just going to be really honest. I don't understand why that's a thing. I I, I, I I just don't understand it. I understand it like in that one bathroom in Jamaica where they're like the toilet and the getting ready and the shower and everything is different rooms. If you have like a getting ready room or like the getting ready part of the bathroom, in like fancy bathrooms, public bathrooms. I understand taking photos there. But I don't understand anything that has to do with taking a picture with a toilet in the background. Like, I I, I, I don't know why I'm getting stuck here, but I just feel like I need to just say this for the culture. Please stop putting yourself in images with toilets in any capacity, just take my word for it that it's weird and disgusting. Even if it's just the outside of the bathroom door stall, please stop taking photos with toilets, please, please. Unless you're that one real grimy swamp thing bitch, you know, you know what I'm talking about if you know me. Um and then you could take you could take your bathroom selfies all you want because you and the toilet look exactly the same. Okay, so there's that. Now what was I saying? So <laughs> yo, there my level of petty is beyond petty because you know Geminis are vicious. Whenever Gemini's like, I'm being petty, no, 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 we're being vicious. We're not being petty at all. We're being way past petty. Which is why even Scorpios will raise their eyebrows and look at us, because they're like, okay, I'm mean. But what you doing right now? And we look at them like, yeah, exactly. Take your fucking skin off. Go ahead and be mean. You you wanna you wanna you wanna inject some venom? That's cool. Go ahead. Venom. Ha 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 ha. That's funny. What's gonna happen when I rip your fucking spine out? <laughs> Does the stinger and the venom come with? Just wondering. Um So that's all it is. Geminis are just the people who do what the other guy won't do. That's what everyone needs to understand about us. That's why we're so comfortable being so hated. We're just going to do what the other guy doesn't have the guts to do, which is why it's, it's it's a fucking nightmare mistake. It's a nightmarish mistake to push us. But we could be pushed almost to the point. You can push a Gemini so far because we're playful and having fun the whole time. We're not trying to keep your drama on us. We're not trying to stay down. So you can't really see how much of an effect you're having on us. You can't see how close you're getting to the line because we're still living life and doing everything else we need to do. We're not worried about you that much. But as soon as your fucking toe slips over that line and we start taking your skin off, then everybody's crying. What what, what would be better? Well, we've been being a Capricorn and just walking up and down that line going, you see that line? You see that line? Don't you fucking cross that line. Yeah, we're friends. Ha ha ha. Yeah, good for you. Oh, you need something? Here you go. Here you go. But don't fucking cross that line. We don't have time for all that. We don't have time like a Taurus to just walk that line back and forth with our horns out going, I, I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. I don't have time. I don't have. Actually, there is a part of me that's like that, but I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? I don't have time like a Leo to be fucking prancing and dancing around and twirling on the line going, I dare you. Look at these claws. Look at these teeth. I dare you. I don't, I don't have time to do that either. I'm just over here dancing somewhere, doing whatever. the fuck. You know where the fucking line is. I don't need to be over there fucking standing there. However, this is the difference. The Taurus is going to reinforce the line, the line, the line, the line, the line. Then you're going you're gonna to cross the line and they're going to pick you up with their horns and they're going to throw you because they're gentle animals. They're not trying to kill you. You ever see a bull in a bullfight? How much you got to push a bull before they get mad enough to fucking kill you? Yo, you literally got to stick them with fucking swords until they're almost dead to get their temper to flare. Tauruses are gentle beings. They're not trying to hurt you. They're not going to just charge at you and kill you. They'll pick you up with their horns. Yes, it will hurt. And they will throw you away from them. Like, get away from me. I'm a dangerous animal. That's what they're trying to do. I'm trying to help you. A lion? You know? I wish I could say that Leos will devour you. But they won't. That's their whole problem. You got these fucking... Just like Vince Vaughn says in in Swingers. You got these big fucking teeth. And these big fucking claws. And you're just batting the bunny around you just batting the bunny around instead of fucking devouring that thing. Because I think that you guys are so sweet that you dance and prance on the line and then someone steps over the line and you just gently, you know, like like a love tap. Like cats are so playful. Just boom. No, go back. No, boom. Go back. I mean, listen, if somebody steps over the line, they got a gun in their hand. I'm sure you'll take their fucking head off, but they really got to go far they really got to go far. Capricorn, if you step over the line, they'll just erase and clean wherever you stepped over. They'll fix the line again and they'll say, you're dead. Poof, be gone. And you won't even see the line ever again because you won't see them ever again. That's cool. Geminis do this shit where you know where the line is. I know where the line is. You could pretend you don't see it because I pretend I don't see it. But motherfucker, you see it. I'm going to go over here and do whatever the fuck I need to do and pay no fucking attention to you and live my life, okay? But as soon as my senses, my feelers out there feel that you stepped over my fucking line, that person that's been in the corner not paying you any mind while you've been doing your dirt, who's been over there running around laughing, doing whatever the fuck they're doing, that person comes rushing over and they got mad tools with them. They got swords and scrapers and ropes and they got fucking everything. And they're not just coming to kill you. They're not going to pick you up with their horns and throw you. Right? They're not going to do what crabs do where they take you apart with their little pinchers. No. No. A Gemini is two humans. And we got torture tools. And we got time. Because I was over there doing nothing. I was minding my business, having a good time, leaving you the fuck alone, living my best life. But you wanted to cross my fucking line? Okay. Okay. Because I got the kit, and I got the time, and I got the fucking warehouse too. Let's go. You see what I'm saying? So, I'm watching it happen. I'm watching it happen. Disgusting bathroom, bad smell. I'm like, okay, I can't stay in here. So I leave. I'm standing in the lobby waiting for them. They don't come out for mad long which is really weird because that bathroom smelled like death. (laughs) It was really horrible in there. So I'm just like, okay, you know what? All these little high school things, they're starting to get on my nerves. Something's obviously up with this girl. She doesn't want me to go to this thing. So I don't even know why I'm still here. And I'm starting to question my whole friendship with her at this point because the vibe is so off. Right. So while we were sitting there, I had asked her, I was like, yo, you keep talking about being like dickmatized or whatever the fuck you hypnotized by the dick or whatever. What are you doing out here again with this dude? Like, I don't understand what's going on. And she just wouldn't give me any sort of a straight answer. And when I finally did get a straight answer out of her, it was kind of just like I'm in Miami to be a hoe and all the shit I'd be talking in New York about how much I love my boyfriend, how much I love this person or that person. Like, basically, I'm full of shit. And I just want to be out here and be a hoe because this person is someone who has connects and they might connect me. And all of a sudden I saw the like the reality of what she was. And this was someone who was just climbing a ladder. And I was like, oh, my God, like, whoa. And that's always a realization with Virgos. That's very hard to understand. Like once you realize how materialistically shallow they can be, you're like, Jesus, this is empty as fuck. Like you are not interesting at all as a person like if this is your baseline interest you, you 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 don't have enough to matter for me you know what i mean like there's not enough depth here so uh they come out of the bathroom i mean i don't know how they were in there for more than 30 seconds it's it literally smelled like someone had died and then died again you know um and so they come out and the first thing she says to me the eyelashes are still falling off i'm just uh, and she's like i'm so glad you've decided to come with us and i'm like oh is that what y'all were talking about in there like what's going on like bro just be honest with me like what's on? no no no, i really want you to come i really want you to come i really want you to come i really want to spend new year's with you i really want you to come i really want you to come i really want. like okay cool we get there. It's a house. I'm like, yo. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's White Clef Jean's house. So it's okay. Um, No, not really. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Who cares? Okay, fine. We're going in here. Okay, all right. Let's go. We go in there. We're hanging out. This guy that she's apparently talking to, not talking to. I don't know what the fuck is going on is there, fine, whatever. Now here's where things get interesting. If you put me in the same room with a guy, regardless of who that man is, me and guys get along. Because the one thing guys can sense about me from jump is I don't want to fuck you. I am not in any way interested in you. And as soon as guys feel that, they stop pretending and trying. Does that mean they're still not trying to mack on you? Of course they're still trying to mack on you. They're actually more intrigued because you're really not checking for them. But they have a different approach. They drop the whole like Don Juan Romeo shit. And they start talking to you like a real person because they could tell that you're not with the shit. But what happens when you talk to someone like a real person is that they realize that you are a real person. You funny, you interesting, you, you, you charming, whatever the fuck you are. It's not that little mating dance anymore. Like this is two people talking. Whenever you get a dude to actually talk to you, any girl in the vicinity who wants to fuck that dude is gonna pop off. Because what she sees is he's not talking to me. The way he's talking to her. Why is he talking to her like that? Because, bitch, we actually having a conversation. You trying to fuck so you could, like, be famous. You trying to fuck for a record deal. You trying. I don't know what you're trying to do, but you're not trying to just talk to this dude. You want something. You transactional and fake. And I'm over here. The first thing he said to me when we walked in, this is what I did. I walked in. I was like, okay, this is what we doing? All right. So I walked through the house, I walked out the back, Y Club John staying there. Hey, hi, hi, shake your hand. Hi, how you doing? Happy New Year's, happy Independence Day, happy the soup y'all about to eat. You know, Red Lee's my girl. Redley's a Capricorn and she's Haitian. Like, I know Haitian culture. I grew up with Haitians. I'm like, cool. Like, yo, all props. Very nice house. Thank you very much. Went in the back, stood by the pool, by the yacht, lit a fucking blunt. Yo, it's good. This is what we doing. This is what we're doing no matter where the fuck we go. So I'm chill. I'm cool. This other dude that she's trying to fuck comes over after, I think, the second joint that I was smoking. And he was like, y'all just over here weed heads. Y'all just over here pot heads. And we And me and the Leo like, yup. Oh, y'all not trying to like mingle or, or talk or whatever about what? We don't know anybody here. We just here because this bitch trying to use you. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Like, what do you want from me? I'm not, I feel bad just saying hi to you because you getting played. You know what I'm saying? Like, hello, sir. (laughs) hello sir you getting clowned on new year's eve how you doing sir i'm sorry you getting clowned in your own family's house i had nothing to do with this i didn't want any part of this so let me just stand over here and smoke this blunt you know what i'm saying and then white gets on the fucking on the mic starts doing like an impromptu fucking concert of every song or every rap that motherfuckers ever done because the dj can't find the beat i so fine Good, good. It's good. It's good. They were very nice people. Everyone was very welcoming his sisters, everyone, everyone. They were just like they're a nice Haitian family. You know what I mean? Like just dope. It was dope. So, we're just standing there talking, smoking. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. This guy is like, "Yo, um um I I got weed." And I was like, "Oh, yeah? Roll it." <laughs> I mean, like, why are you talking <laughs> what are you talking about it for and he was like yo uh will you roll it and I was like yeah give it to me I'll break it up I'll roll it that's cool so he gives it to me breaks it up. I'm breaking it up now I'm watching this girl this girl who's supposed to be my friend I watch her look over at me look at her friend roll her eyes I don't say anything again I'm like what's going on with my friend why is she being like this another time I I literally have not moved since we get there. I just sit somewhere and that's it. I'm just sitting there or I'm standing there. That's it. That's my little corner. Just like everywhere else. Just like I fucking said. I see her walk by. She sees somebody else looking at me. She rolls her eyes at her friend. She rolls her eyes and walks away. And I'm just like, what is going on? What, yo, what happened to you tonight? Like we friends and you not jealous and you cool up until there's something in the room that you want. And then all of a sudden you go into this mode? Which is that mode? Yo, I'm just being real. That's not a mode you want to go into around me. You want to get into a fucking contest of how to seduce a man with a fucking empath? Are you fucking insane? Go fix your lashes, bro. Um. So anyway... Guy comes over and he's like, oh, did you did you roll that weed? And I was like, yes, I did something. But I'm peeping this bitch, right? I'm peeping what she's doing. So already, already, I'm on top of it. Already. I say to him, I was like, yo, this is how this is. Here's your joint. And I gave it to him. It was a beautiful joint. I was like, I rolled that for you. And I pointed out another little one, mass skinny. And I was like, and this is mine. This is tax. And he started laughing. He was like, why? You don't want to smoke this joint with me? I was like, you know what? I like to keep things as uncomplicated as possible. Why don't you smoke this joint with your girl right here? When I said your girl, he looked at me like, "My what? Bitch, you playing. Stop trying to fucking clown me." And I looked at him like, "You getting clown right now?" But okay, so they're smoking. I'm smoking my tax blunt, my tax joint. Okay, the the for this for services rendered, I'm just doing my own little fucking thing. The Leo stay rolling blunts. She rolls another blunt. We smoke in the fucking blunt i'm cool up until now the music was not to my liking not the little impromptu concert with the maria maria not none of that i just i'm picky when it comes to music whatever deal with it so i was not feeling it i was just like "Mm," i'm just sitting there as soon as the music started to bump i get up i'm like oh shit okay i got y'all on live live We fucking bump into this music together. It's fucking New Year's Eve. You guys are like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're on live. We're having such a good time. What the fuck is this? Why Clef Jean's house? What the fuck are you doing there? I'm like, I don't know, right? We're having a good time. We get up. I'm on the live still. You know why I was on the live? Wait, 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 wait. This is the best part. I was on the live because she said, should we go live? Right. So we're on live. Dancing. I'm like passing the camera around, showing everybody hi, hi, hi. Everybody knows we're on live. I take the camera over to her. I'm like, we're on live. She's making kissing faces at the camera. Right then, when I said we're on live, right the next second afterward, she whispers in my ear. And now I only know what she whispered now. I only know what she whispered now after going back and listening to the live and being able to isolate the audio. Now I know what she said. At the time, this is how it happened. I held the camera up to her face. At The live is on. You guys are all like, hey, hey. She's like, hey, everybody. And doing like the my lashes falling off. I'm making kissy faces. Okay, I'm a mess. It's New Year's Eve. Let her be a mess, whatever. Hey, everybody. You guys are like, hey, happy New Year. Right then. Right then, the next fucking second, she turns and whispers something in my ear. And I go, what? And she said, you heard what the fuck I said or something like that. And I was like, no, I didn't. She comes back over. She says it again. I still don't hear what she's saying because the bitch is mumbling drunk. You know, these bitches that get around any top shelf liquor, no matter where it is. And like their pussy gets wet. Right. This bitch is drunk. And I'm like, uh, okay, what are you saying exactly? I said, she says, she says it again. She says it again. I don't hear her. All I hear is the word facade, right? And I was like, you know you're on live, right? But you bitch, you know you're on live because you just saw me put the camera in your face not two seconds earlier and you were making kissy faces. Hi guys, right? So what the fuck? She goes, I'm on live. You see, this this is what I mean about you. You're such a fucking trickster. You're such a fucking Gemini. All you backstabbing, lying Gemini. And she starts like going off and saying all this shit and is like, fuck you and walks away from me. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? You guys are still on live you guys are listening to her she knows that you're on she knows what i'm doing so i'm like yo what do i do in this situation one i have a friendship that is quickly disintegrating over the night i already peeped it when she first got here but now this has just gone way too far two now i've got all of you on live with me and i have to set a good example right what am i supposed to do here I'm like, yo, why is this happening right now? And three, my feelings are genuinely fucking hurt because this is someone that I thought was my friend. So, okay. So I give her a second and then I go over there and I'm like, yo, what's going on? Mind you, this is all on the live. I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, are you all right? What happened? Like, yo, you tripping for nothing. That's what I was saying. I was like, you tripping out over nothing. Like, I really didn't hear what you said. Why are you saying all this stuff to me? She's like, no, I didn't mean it like that. Sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. Sorry. Sorry. And I was like, okay, well, You were just very aggressive with me (laughs) for no reason and said some like pretty ill shit to me. So like, I would just like to put that out there. She goes, oh no, you're not going to walk away and be the victim in this situation. You're not going to, I'm not going to let you be the victim in this situation. I said what I said, you know, I'm drunk, but I mean everything that I'm saying right now. I mean every single thing. And I'm going to tell you about you and I don't care how you feel about me afterwards, but I'm going to tell you about you. You guys are still on the live. I'm, I'm still holding the phone. My mouth is open. My mouth has dropped open at this point. Because I think it's been a good four years since someone had the guts to talk to me in that tone of voice. And the last motherfucker who did it, like, I think is still roaming around wondering what the fuck happened to his life. So my mouth drops open. And she's like, and you have me on your live? and you have me on your life because in that moment she realized that she was being a disgusting bitch and that it was all being recorded and that it had been recorded from jump and that's the only way you catch a fucking virgo because you if you don't record them that you're never going to be able to catch them in the ill shit they said to you okay wait let me come right back you see what i'm saying if i hadn't caught her in that moment on the live, the way she said the thing, I didn't hear her. She said it again. I didn't hear her, her being really mean to me, walking away, her being really mean to me. again. if I hadn't caught all of that on the live, if I just told it back to you, and if you didn't actually hear it yourself, you would be like, oh, okay, she was just a little bit drunk And because they do things in a way where you lose the context. Well, it's enough, but it's not enough. To be like, oh, that it didn't sound like she did anything too fucked up. But when you can hear her, then it's a whole different story. Because the tone, her tone, she was like, I'm going to tell you about you, okay? And I don't care what you think of me later. And, I'm, and I was like, okay, you're triggered and you're drunk. Like, I, I was just being very honest. Like, yo, you're hella triggered and you're drunk. And I have no idea why. She was like, I'm not triggered and I'm not drunk. And like, I always love it when people what I can tell that people don't know what a word means. And the only reason I love it is because I'm really bitchy when it comes to education. Like, I love when people try to act like they know what they're talking about and they don't and they use words wrong. I love it. I love it. And I never say it out loud, but internally, the uber nerd that sits in my head laughs maniacally. This is why that whole Rusha shit was so hilarious. Because she would use words I used, but she would use them wrong because she didn't know what they meant. <laughs> Popcorn with caramel. Um anyway. So when I said you're you're obviously triggered, she said, I'm not triggered. The way she said it, I knew she didn't know what it meant. And I was just like, oh God. Like this is this is quickly turning into conversations with a thought. You know what I mean? Like this should be a show. Like I should start a show called conversation with thirsty envious thoughts like that like, i think it would be a hit honestly honestly someone get ryan seacrest someone fucking get that little man on the phone because conversations with thirsty thoughts yo you find him at every house party um anyway so she goes i'm not triggered i mean everything i'm saying right now to you i mean every single thing i'm saying and i was like Okay, and she was like, "Get me off your live! How dare you get me off your live?" And I'm just standing there, say, because I was thinking in my head, because Mars had just moved into Aries when she started doing this, and I was standing there thinking, you know, one, I'm not going to turn the live off. Two, the second she reaches for my phone, I'm going to break her jaw. That was that. That's why I was so quiet. That's why I was so still. So the people who were watching the live. They were like, "Yo, even the phone went still. Like you weren't even moving because I was getting ready." Because as soon as she, because I don't hit people with my right. I hit people with my left. I was supposed to be a lefty. My mom forced me to write with my right. So I still throw throw very well with my left. I draw very well with my left. So people never see it coming because people, first of all, people assume that everyone's right-handed because most people are right-handed, but also if they know you're right-handed. So it's unconscious. Their body on some level knows that you're right-handed, so they're going to grab your right hand. And I was holding the phone in my right hand. So it was perfect. Actually, 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 I'm such a bitch. I moved the phone to my right hand, which like my ex-husband, my first husband, he knew certain things. He, he, he was like, yo, you have tells, like you start cracking your knuckles, you stretch your neck, you start shaking your hand, like to get more blood into your hand and you move things out of your left hand. He's like, every time I've seen you move a drink from your left hand to your right hand, I know you're about to hit somebody. So I moved the phone. Like I was doing all these things because I was preparing myself because I could tell from the ratchet level of drunk that she was. That she was going to reach. She was going to try to touch me. I knew it. I fucking knew it. When she said get me off your life. She swatted towards my hand. But she didn't touch me. And she didn't touch the phone. And she saw the look on my face. And she backed up. Because I was. Yo I was just waiting. There was a part of me that was like. Yo how cool would it be. To start the new year. Mars goes into Aries. By fucking breaking that bitch's jaw. And throwing her over. Because we were standing right by the yacht and the pier. That's exactly what I would have done. I would have hit her in the face and kicked her over the uh, over the dock. Boom. Go get her. Go fish her out. Trust me, her lashes have fallen off. Um, so it would be an improvement. Just to get the lashes off, it would have been an improvement. Just not to have to look at it. Aye. It's like hanging out with the dollar store. It's like hanging out with an incarnation of the dollar store. But you don't say nothing because that's your friend. You know what I'm saying? So when I told my mom, my mom was like, why do you have busted friends, though? Why you feel sorry for these busted ass, know-nothing people? What the fuck? Like, of course she put you in that fucking situation. She was like, you think that someone whose lashes are falling off can stand being around your ass? She was like, I don't know if anyone's told you lately, lately, but look at you. Bitch. Bitch. Like bitches out here spending hours and hours and hours and hours a week like it's a motherfucking part-time job to be looking like you. What the fuck you think? This bitch whose lashes are falling off? Like you, like not even that. Falling out of the top, falling out of the pants, falling out of the shoes, falling out of the jacket. Like messy, messy, mess mess. Right? So I was just waiting. I was like, okay, Miss Messy is messy messy now. With the tone of voice you took when you said, let me tell you about you. We're not friends anymore anyway. So I could definitely hit you. You know what I mean? I'm in the clear. And if you touch me, oh. That's why I never never provoke. That's why I never provoke a fight. That's why I've never, never in my life if I hit somebody first. Never, never, never. I'm just waiting for you to touch me. Because I need to be able to say when the authorities show up, she aggressed upon me. And I was defending myself. I need to be able to say that. You see what I'm saying? And I need everyone around to know and see that you touched me first. So I angled myself a little bit so everyone at the party could see me. And she swatted for my phone. She saw the look on my face. And I was just waiting. Because I was like, oh, now she's going to try to grab it. Because I'm not getting off the live. I'm not getting off the live. Nah, nah. You embarrass me on the live, right? Ride this shit out now, bitch. Ride it out with the Rev fam now, bitch. Now you scared? Now you scared? okay so she swats in my phone she sees the look on my face and what i did was i just nodded and i laughed and she knew an an animal would know a dog would know if i nodded my head like that at a dog and laughed it would run away because it would be like this bitch about to kill me yes yes (laughs) yes exactly but i said nothing again because i'm not fucking stupid right that's the other reason i wanted you on the live Because when she went for me and touched me, because I could tell from the moment she saw me in person, she was bugging out. From the moment she laid eyes on me, she was bugging out. And I understand it. Because when I got here to Miami, Sandy looked at me and she was like, babe, how much weight did you lose? Like, what is going on with you? And I was like, oh, nothing. We did this 30 day challenge, you know, in Denmark. And I just kept it going. And like, I just, I don't know. I'm feeling good. Like, work is good, mashallah. The Rev fam is growing. Everyone is, like, in love with each other and growing and doing big things. I have so many Rev fam people who are opening businesses, who have opened business off the backs of the channel and are doing really well and making an income. Single mothers supporting their kids. Like, you don't understand. Life is, mashallah, amazing. Life is, like, what I asked God for it to be. You know? Just, like, help people, like, things are really good, so of course, like, I'm working out every day, I'm praying, I'm meditating, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I'm, just being the best mother I know, and the best daughter I know, and the best sister I know, and the best daughter-in-law, you know, my mother-in-law, my, my son's grandmother is still a really important part of my life, like, I'm still her daughter-in-law in a lot of ways, because that's her grandson, you know, like, I'm trying to be the best ex-wife I know how to be and the best ex-girlfriend I know how to be. I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying to be <laughs> the best sister-in-law I could be, just the best version of me, right? So, of course, part of that is like working out, eating better, um, getting clothes that suit your new body instead of like making yourself be who you used to be. Just, you know, being open and loving with yourself. And again, I think that ties into my acceptance and love of my mother because I don't think you can do that without... The other one, right? So, like, Sandy, because she, she loves me so much, she noticed, and she's been around me before, she was around me in L.A. when I was really heavy because I was depressed and I was sad about stuff, right? So, and I just couldn't, L.A. just is a, dis. Ugh. Ugh, I really don't like L.A. Um, It just does something to me. I just don't like it. And I'm sure I'm going to love it this time I go because so many of the people that I actually really like are there now. So it's like, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, like (laughs) it's going to be so good this time. Anyway, um, LA is really just about the people, right? So Sandy had said to me, you know, you just, oh my God, you're looking great. Like, what the fuck, Umber? Like, you lost all this weight. Like, you seem so, like, fresh and alive. And I was like, yo, bitch, 30-day challenge, micro-needling, the Fam is growing, the channel is growing, like, God is good. My baby's, like, almost a grown man, it seems like already, like, phew. you know? Like, things are just moving in the right direction. My little brother got engaged, he's getting married. Like, everything's just, yay, you know? So this bitch hadn't seen me in like a good six months because like she said, she's been digmatized or whatever. Um, And it was like fucked up even in New York, even before I left for Denmark. She would make plans with me, not show up, make plans with me, not show up, Uh, made plans with a friend of mine for a business thing, never showed up because she was quote unquote sitting on a pole. Um, Just real, just like suspect shit for the past six months that I've just been ignoring. You know what I mean? That I've just been ignoring. Um, called me. I set her up with a job because she's like constantly complaining about not having any money. And so I was like, okay, my friend is doing this shoot for something. you want to be in it? And they'll give you like a hundred dollars. She never showed up to the shoot. This is just a few months ago. She never showed up to the shoot. They were calling her because they had structured the entire shoot around her. They had everyone there, the stylist, the photographer, the clothes, everything. And she just never showed up and wouldn't pick up her phone. Turned out later, that dude showed up out of nowhere. And she just blew everyone off and was fucking instead. But then, before I hear about all this, she calls me and says, Oh my God, they never called me. They never set up a date with me. They never told me when to come in. They were supposed to give me $100. And I was counting on that $100 to pay my rent. And now I don't know what to do. You know what I did? I sent her $100. Why? Because I thought that my friend screwed her over. Then I talked to my friend and she's like, what? You did what? Why the fuck did you do that? That bitch blew us off. She ruined our whole day. She cost us so much money. Like, what the fuck did you do? And I was like, oh my God. Did I say anything? No. I was just like, okay, maybe it was a misunderstanding. Maybe she meant to say it like this and I heard it like this, whatever. It's $100, whatever, whatever. Fine. Forget it. Now this. This. Right now, this is happening. And I'm just like thinking as I'm standing there, I'm thinking of all of this. And I'm just like, oh, God, I'm going to get into a fight in a Haitian household. Oh, God, where is this going to stop? Right. But okay, so she sees the look on my face and she's smart enough to back up a little. But she doesn't stop. I don't care what you think about me later. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think of you. I'm like, okay, How we got from whatever you whispered in my ear to now we're here. I don't know, but this seems like this is some shit you've been trying to say to me for a minute. Like, you seem like you've been having this on your mind, so go ahead and just say it, bitch. Now, when we first get there and we go sit down, she's sitting against the light, looking like the swamp thing. The light is to her back. Like, why do women do this? Bitches. Bitches. That was my mother that called. Why did she call me at 830 in the morning? In Miami. Yo, she swears that if she calls early enough, she's going to find a man in this room. Why does everybody associate Miami with fucking? Why does everyone think that I'm here fucking somebody? Jesus Christ, there's nobody here. It's just me and this fucking phone and all of you. Trust me, when I'm not celibate anymore, I will let you know. God. What is wrong with everybody? who is this mystery man that you all think i'm listen and and if you trying to procure a mystery man have that man be like the leo uber driver please because that's like the side of miami i'm trying to see anyway so this girl is like and i swear to god i'm not even doing this to be petty as she was saying, I'm going to tell you about me and I don't care what you think about me later, she was literally trying to put that, eyelash, that that particular band of eyelashes back up where she'd been trying to put it all night. And I just, I had to have an internal chuckle. Anyway, um, so I said, okay. And you heard this on the live. I was like, okay, go ahead. And she said, and the reason most of you were like, oh my God, you were being so calm. You were so calm. Yes, yes, I get very, very, very calm and very thoughtful and very serious before I hit somebody because I don't play games and I don't cat fight if I hit you I'm gonna hit you somewhere where it's really going to not just hurt I'm not trying to physically just like ow that hurt I'm trying to hurt you there's a difference lasting damage (laughs) you understand what I'm saying so yes, I get very quiet and very still and very serious and I'm listening. My ears are open when I get to that point where my blood starts pumping because I don't want to hit someone for the wrong reason but, and I can feel it pumping in me. So I'm like, <sighs> so I said, I was like, please go ahead. Tell me what do you, what do you really think? Like, go ahead. And she goes, you're like the female version of Jim Carrey. Bitch, I've never been so confused in my life. Jim Carrey is one of the greatest comedians of all time. He's one of my personal, like, favorite, favorite, favorites. When he was in his 20s, he was so handsome. Oh, so handsome. So smart. So wise. Uh, Very successful. Very shrewd business-wise. What? I don't understand. What are you saying? Like, you make these jokes, but like... You're, like, you think that, like, your jokes are funny. Like, you're... But, like, really, you're, like, a professor. You're, like, Oprah. You could be, like, a professor. But, like, people don't get your humor. But, like, you just... And I couldn't... And then she said, I'm talking too much. I'm talking too much. And walked away. And I was, like, what? I'm not saying anything. I'm just listening. But you're looking at me with that look. What look? Oh, like, oh, my God. I can't believe she's saying this. You're looking... Literally I'm not even looking at you like that. I'm looking at you like I'm going to fuck you up. Is how I'm looking at you. But okay. You obviously think I'm judging you. Well, you just think you're so uh, you just think I'm being stupid. You I, I bet you think what I'm saying is stupid. And my exact words were, "I've never treated you like that." Not once in my life have I ever treated you like you were dumb. I mean, you still can't figure out the mechanics and the physics of lashes and eyelash glue, but I have never ever for a moment treated you like you were slow. You know, you you are falling out of that top. And you've been falling out of those shoes, and I know you I think you know they're too big for you. And you know you shouldn't be at this party. And you know that everyone is uncomfortable with the struggle lash that you got going on right now. But I've never treated you like you were slow. Never. But I'm just saying, like you and it was just a barrage. It was just a barrage of you think you're better than everybody, which was really just her saying, I think you're better than me. And when we first got there, we had a moment where she was sitting with the light to her back and I was sitting with the light to my face. And again, this is where I was when my mother called Bitches. Friends, family, hoes, rev fam, all of you, find your fucking light. Don't find the light when you want to take a selfie. Jesus Christ, find your light. When you walk into a room, sit with the light on your face. It's not that hard. Find your light. It only takes but two seconds. Every actor you've ever met in real life is sitting in the perfect spot wherever he or she is. Because they are trained to find the light. Every room, every situation has a source of light. Find it. Get in the light. Because nobody looks right out of the light, fam. (laughs) Sheesh. So she's sitting with her back to the light looking like the ring. And she's looking at me and I got the fucking full ass bright light shining on my face. My micro needled NARS concealer, fucking peach matte palette, killing all the fucking ting's face. And she goes, oh my God, you're so pretty though. And it was the way she said it, like the way she squinted her eyes and everything. I, the soul in me was already like, this friendship's over. Like, you know, you've seen this before. You've heard this before. You've been in this situation before. This friendship is fucking over. But I said nothing. I was just like, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What are you going to say? Now, she makes the Jim Carrey comment. She makes the other comment. She walks away again. I walk over to her friends or her people, this cousin person and this the Leo. And I'm just standing there. I'm really like still on the live. I'm still on the live. I sit down and I'm like, wow, the weather here is gorgeous. And I turn the live off. As soon as I turn the live off, this bitch starts again. I know that you think whatever I said was this or that, but I'm just telling you how I really feel and the way that you analyze people and the way that you think about people. And I'm just looking at the guy sitting next to her. like, And he's looking at me like, oh, You way too smart for this. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, he's looking at me like how two guys look at each other. Like, yo, don't pop off. And I'm like, and I even said to him, he didn't even say it out loud. And I even said to him, don't worry. And he was like, I'm worried. And I was like, nah, don't worry. Don't worry. This bitch ain't gonna get the best of me. You gotta be a lot smarter to get the best of me, bitch. Like, nah, don't worry. Don't worry. It's all good. She gets so irritated about what I said to him that she gets up again and starts to walk away and goes, I know I'm crazy, but whatever. I look good. And walks away. So, I said, okay. I took my phone out. I called an Uber. The dude is like, yo, what are you doing? Like, we I thought we were going to strip club. I thought we were going to strip club. Because earlier, when we were all sitting there, before she did her little drama... <clears throat> her little insecure drama, he had said, yo, what do you guys want to do after this? And I was like, nothing. I'm trying to go back to the hotel because I got a party at 10 a.m. And he was like, nah, well, we were trying to we were trying to go to the strip club. And I was like, oh, well, if you go to a strip club, we going. Like, if you want to go to a strip club in Miami, bitch, we going. But I want to go to the nice fucking strip club. I want to go to the expensive strip club. Don't take me to some ratchet place. And he was like, nah, I got you. I got you, like laughing. Because I'm like, yo, these hoes is straight. They, you could take these bitches to any fucking ratchet strip club you want. They're not going to know the difference. Don't take me to some fucking ratchet place. Like, man to man, take me somewhere where I can look at these hoes. I don't mind spending a little money, but please give me something good to look at. And he was like, nah, I got you. <laughs> I got you, I got you. I was like, all right. And I was like, by the way, we're not going with you if you're going to Bogart the fucking blunt the whole time. Because you've been smoking the blunt. You smoked the whole blunt. And me and the Leo were gigging on him because he did. He just fucking stayed with that blunt for a whole half an hour, staring at some guy who was trying to hit on his sister. Told, And he was like, y'all should be lucky I kept the blunt because I was about to pop off on that dude. And I was like, oh, we saved a life. You know what I mean? We let him have the blunt to the Leo. And we just gigging on him. We having the best time. We laughing. And that's why this bitch lost it. Because you sitting there with your struggle lashes and your struggle outfit. You ain't got one fucking thought in your head. You, you not funny. You can't keep this dude's attention. But you shouldn't keep his attention anyway. Because you trying to play him. You trying to play him. So now you mad on many levels. And this guy's having a genuine ha 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 back and forth with us with no sexual tension. This was purely on some platonic shit. Purely. Because that's just the vibe that you give when you want a man to know that he has no chance. That's the vibe you give any dude no matter what your friend is doing with them. You you shake their hand like a guy. Like I'm off limits. Okay. Cool. Hey, what's up? What's up, bro? Okay. Did you hear the Bro. What's up, bro? You got that weed in your pocket? Let me see that weed, bro. Like, that's it. That's it. That's what we doing. And so she got so mad because he was. He started laughing. He was like, for real, like, ha, 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 ha. You know? And bitches get mad when you make a dude ha, 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 ha. Right? So, so that's why she did everything she did. And I was like, okay, well, the second some sort of opportunity comes along, if this is what comes out of you good lord i needed to see this at the beginning of 2019 because the opportunities i have coming up you can't be anywhere near the shit i'm about to have going on because you're not doing this where i'm going you're not doing this in my meetings you know what i'm saying because the people that i'm taking meetings with are gonna look at me like why you got this bitch around you and i'm gonna have to be like uh sir following your particular model And how you've made your successes, I would assume you would have shot her in the face. (laughs) Considering you like shoot your brother and things, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) sir, you're right. This was a bad business move on my part. You know, like I can't have bitches like this around me where I'm going and where I'm actually at already. You know what I'm saying? So like it was the blessing of all blessed. Like, let me put it to you this way. Let me be completely straight. If you going to fucking wild out because I made Wyclef Jean's cousin laugh, bitch, we can't be friends. Because I'm making much, much, much heavier dudes than that dude laugh. Wait a minute. I'm making much, much, much more powerful dudes than that. Like, they planning their fucking schedule. They got the calendars out when they're talking to me. Talking about what day is best for this and what day is best for that. Bitch, you mad because I made this dude's cousin laugh? Like the difference in stratosphere, like the stratosphere difference was so obvious in that moment when I put it all together that I was like, damn, wait, now let's go back to what she said. Now let's go back to be being on the live and isolating the, the dialogue and being able to hear what she said. You know what she said? She said when I first walked up to her with the live and she was like, hey, guys, mwah, mwah, mwah. what she said right after that. She grabbed me and said, don't. Tr- oh. Oh, right. When she first walked away, she was like, she's trying to capture candid moments that aren't candid. That's what she said on the live when this haul first started. And I was really confused because I was like, this ain't a candid moment. Don't, please don't think this was stage because I don't stage moments with struggle lash. I don't stage moments with people who can't even put the lashes on. Come on now. Come on now. This is not, stage. this is as candid as it gets, bitch. You know what I mean? So I was confused like, what, what, what? And she came back and this is what she said that I didn't hear. She said, These moments where I'm with guys I don't love are just a facade. Don't capture these moments that are a facade. That's what she said. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Now, after I ordered the Uber, she came to her senses pretty quickly. Because she realized that what she had just done is she had put herself on the outside of a bubble that she has seen many people pushed out of before. And had on many occasions vocalized that she was so glad that nothing had ever happened between me and her that would cause that. So as soon as she realized what had actually happened, and I think she realized when she saw that I had called my Uber and put my phone away and put my jacket on. Amber, Amber, I want want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. I'm so sorry about what I said. Wait, what happened? I was just being drunk. I was just being like this. I was just being like that. No, no. What you're being is a liability to my future, right? What you're being is a liability to my future. And so I walked out of the house and she's so drunk. And falling out of these shoes that are too big for her, that she's having trouble following me. And I said to the Leo, I said, don't let her follow me out. The steps in that house are invisible. They got like these fancy marble steps. You can't see one from the other. I was like, yo, she's going to slip and she's going to bust her ass. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to turn around and pick her up. If she falls following me out of here, she's going to fall. And she's going to bust her head open. I'm I'm not turning around. And the Leo looked at me and she was like, man, don't say that. And I was like, no, I'm never turning around again. That's it. I'm not looking back. And she's behind me. She could slip back there. She could fall back there. She could bust her face open. I don't give a fuck. I'm not turning around and I'm not helping her up. I'm done. And the girl was like, damn, man, why she do all this? And I was like, I don't know, but it was really nice to meet you. Like you're a beautiful woman, right? Like have a good New Year's, whatever the fuck, but don't let her follow me out. Of course, this bitch fights with them Right. The guy, the cousin is like, oh, I was just trying to casually smoke. I was like, here you go. I handed him the blunt. I was like, why don't you casually go ahead and just bogart that for the rest of the night? Yeah, what you talking about? And I walked out and this bitch is following me. And I could hear her. I could hear her tripping all over herself. Click, 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 click. And these shoes that are too big. Got fucking stilettos on that you're wearing like flip flops because they're too big. Just a fucking mess. Click, 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 click. Amber, 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 Amber. And I'm just walking. And a guy said to me as I was walking out, he was like, yo, you hear her? She's calling you. And I was like, you hear her? You talk to her. And he was like, oh, damn. Like, fuck out of here. Mind your business. Mind your fucking business. So I walk out. The Uber's already there. It's in the story. You can see it in the story where she's like, bye. Uh, bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye. I came home. Blocked her everywhere. Deleted all the shit. Blocked every number that she's tried to call from since. Like, and this relates back to the Pisces story. So I was friends with a Pisces for a very long time. Like 18 years. I think I've told you this story. And she called me one day and she was like, oh, you don't know what people are saying. And I realized when this was happening the other night that that girl was just like this girl. And that this girl and that girl have a lot in common. One, they know each other. Two, they had the same criticism of each other separately. They would talk about each other. And when they talked about each other, they would both say the same thing about each other. They would say, well, I think that girl's really jealous of you. And I'd always say, why? Why would you be? Like, my life is a mess. (laughs) What the fuck? Like, okay, the past couple of years, I can see how any person would be like, oh, she's doing really well. I wish I was doing well. But like before this, like just with my relationship drama and with this and with that, like I'm a normal person. What the fuck? Like, why would you be jealous of me? I don't get it. You know, so whenever they would say it, I'd be like, "Um, y'all need better standards. Like there's better people to be jealous of. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) we got people out here who got like three, four PhDs, fam. You know, what the fuck? Be jealous of like Feynman's mind, you know, fuck. Uh, So that girl, uh, as soon as I cut her off, which coincides perfectly with the channel taking off. Everything happened for me and I realized in that phone call when she called me that she had been holding me back my whole life uh, with this same jealousy trap and that she was like a secret hater and she was always hating on me. She was always hating on me in any situation. And I had so many people over the years tell me, why the fuck do you hang out with that girl? It's so obvious how envious she is. She's always putting you down in these little ways and you just act so magnanimous like you don't give a fuck. And maybe it was feeding my ego to be like, man, even if people nip at my heels, it doesn't do anything to me. But when she did it the other night, I was like, but why do I have anyone nipping at my heels at all? I don't need this vermin. Get the fuck away from me. Like, I can't, yo, just on the presentation alone, I can't take that bitch nowhere. I can't take that bitch to a business meeting. I can't take that bitch on a trip where there's going to be anybody who might be clientele. Because my clientele's going to look at her and be like, this is what you hang with? Does she know her lashes falling off? Why she just keep putting it up there with no glue every two seconds? I don't understand. What's happening exactly? Like, this bitch looked when she first came out for the night like she had been out for two days already. You know what I mean? Like I can't have this around me and I would have never stopped having it around me because I'm too nice. But as soon as you make yourself a liability and she even said during the live, oh my God, I think everybody was listening to you. And I said jokingly, yeah, you embarrassed me at Wyclef Sean's house. And she was like, oh my God, no idea. I don't regret anything I do. Like again, turned right back around again. Like no bitch, I mean it. And I mean what I said to you. But all you said to me is that I'm Jim Carrey. And she was like, don't take it personally, he's a billionaire. But I think what you're trying to say is that he's a clown. Oh, wait a minute, did you call me a clown because I made the dude you trying to scheme and scam? Are you you calling me a clown because I made him laugh? Oh, oh. But wait, isn't he the clown because you're trying to scam him for a record deal? Oh, oh. I'm just confused. You know, I'm slow, is the thing. Because I'm a clown, you know? So, I get in the car, and I was very nice. I was like, listen, have fun at the strip club. She was like, oh, wait, I just want to talk to you. Wait, Emma. And I just, listen, I just kept walking. And she was like, wait, don't do this. And I just kept walking. Yo, when it's over, it's over. Like that girl, she called me. She said that, oh my God, like people are saying things. And I just wanted to tell you what people were saying i was like yo this is over after 18 years yo this is over it's over that's it forget it her grandmother died on my birthday i think she swore that i would reach out to her why why would i reach out to you your grandmother died okay so so the fuck what what the fuck does that have to do with me you hating ass bitch Go hang out with people who give a fuck about you and that your grandmother died. The fuck does that have to do with me? You already show me what the fuck you think of me. How you think I'm gonna come out the fucking woodwork for sympathy for you now? I told you it's over, it's over. And my life took off because she was holding me back. Every step of the way, she was holding me back. Every fucking step of the way. And as soon as I let her go... All these people came out of nowhere talking about, you know, one time I wanted to work with you and she told me not to. You know, one time I was saying, oh, I need Amber for this or this. And she was like, no, I'll find you somebody else. This bitch had been working against me the whole fucking time we were friends. And that's exactly what I saw this bitch do the other night. She did what she did because she was so fucking like taken off guard, knocked off her little pedestal. Like, listen. If you got the lash situation, the shoe situation, you can't dress, you got no education, you don't know how to talk, you don't know what big words mean, your fat ass is not going to save you. And you can't get mad at me for having all that shit that you don't have and then being like, but doesn't my ass compete for a night maybe? But is that ass going to make him laugh? Because that's what you mad about, right? Maybe if you clap it, he'll laugh. I don't know. I don't know. It was the same shit with this other bitch. It was the same exact shit. So, now let me tell you about the other frenemy. The one who put this binding spell on me. This bitch met that Scorpio once. At a party that I was throwing for his birthday. She became so obsessed with him that she went to a voodoo priestess to do a binding spell on me to take me away from the situation so she could try to mac on him she then continued over almost a 10 year period to sleep with one of her husband's friends but lie to her little sister and tell the little sister that she was actually sleeping with the scorpio to keep everything under wrap taurus liar right Mind you, part of the, cause she, cause whatever she did to bind me to get me away from the Scorpio, it worked. But it didn't work in bringing her any closer. I think that she's so egotistical that she thought that if I was out of the way, that he was just gonna be in the bag. You know what I mean? I don't think she ever looked in the mirror and like realized how much she looked like a rodent. I don't think it, like, it's always really scary to me when people don't know what they really look like. You know what I mean? Listen, I'll tell you like this. If I put if I put cornrows in my hair in Jamaica just in the front, I look like the predator. No, I know because my brother's obsessed with the predator. He has a predator tattoo and is unhealthily obsessed with the predator. If he tells you you look like the predator, you probably look like the predator. I look like the predator with cornrows. I'm not mad about it. That bitch looks like a rat. She looks like vermin. She's got these teeth in the front that look like a rat. Her whole face is pointed forward like a rat. She looks like Yeah. She's in that mousy family, you know? She's, she has a rat face. Anyway, so rat face um, really thought that the Scorpio was in the bag as soon as I was out of the way. That didn't end up working out. So instead, what Ratface did was she fucked her Scorpio husband's good friend. And she was fucking him while they were planning their wedding, after they got married, continued to fuck him for i don't know how long this is why i didn't go to her wedding remember i was like i went to go get wedding clothes for a wedding i didn't want to go to and i didn't end up going to the wedding the reason i didn't end up going to the wedding is because this bitch said to me um oh my god the wedding's gonna be so amazing because what's happening lately this is like six months before the wedding is that i'm seeing the guy i'm gonna marry during the day and at night his best friend comes over and we fuck all night so what we're gonna do at the wedding is we're gonna play certain songs wait the guy she was marrying is scorpio (laughs) what we're gonna do is we're gonna play certain songs at the wedding that only me and the guy i'm fucking know so we'll have those moments at my wedding that are for us and i heard all this and i was like "Mm." and she was like so it's gonna be fun right and i was like i'm not coming to this wedding are you fucking insane You want me to come to a wedding with a guy that you're going to be playing secret songs for? Like, y'all are, like, listening to a fucking mixtape? What? What? Bitch? What? No. No, I'm not going. But what she told her sister during that whole time when she was sleeping with her husband's best friend, what she told her sister, or one of his boys, not even his best friend, one of his boys. Ugh. Dirt. Just dirt. Um... She told the little sister that she was fucking the Scorpio that whole time. He was just completely obsessed with her. He just like couldn't get enough of her. So that little girl comes to do my makeup and she starts talking about the Scorpio and how he used to be obsessed with her sister. And I'm like, what timeline are you on? This is the Mandela effect in Revert. What the fuck are you talking about? Like what alternate reality did you just come from? That motherfucker's never laid a hand on her. And, he, and she was like, oh my God, no, Umber, you didn't know? They had like this, oh my God, passionate affair for like 10 years. Like even after she was married, they were fucking. And I was like, no, that's really not true. Like, for, like, for Like it's not true to the point that it's laughable. Like it really didn't happen. And she was like, no, you don't understand. He would come to pick her up. He would call her all the time. And I realized, oh my God, that's just the name she gave this little girl because she didn't want her to know what she was really doing. Okay, fine. So we're talking about this, and it's occurring to me. I didn't know about the binding or whatever. It's occurring to me to all this that I realized that she was really obsessed with that guy, with that scorpion, and I never knew, right? I mean, like, she never let on to me, right? But I never knew. So <clears throat> all the way back then when I was hanging out with her, one night I have a dream. I have a dream that there's a nun standing at the foot of my bed and a woman in a burka. The nun is a statue, but then the statue starts moving. It opens his eyes, and it laughed. I have never in my life woke up screaming from a dream. I have never screamed that loud. I just never have dreams like that, but that nun scared the hell out of me. I woke up screaming, and for some reason, I was compelled to call this girl. When I called this girl, she said, Oh, that's funny. This woman I've been working with who does like magic, she said that you might have a bad dream, and that if you do, that I should bring you to see her. I should have known right then to stop what the fuck I was doing, but I didn't realize how shady this bitch was, and I didn't realize she wasn't my friend. So I go to see this woman. I walk into this woman's place, and I realize this woman's a fucking voodoo priestess. I had no fucking idea. And I'm looking at my friend. I'm like, why the fuck are we here? How the fuck did you bring me here? What are we doing here? And she's like, oh, this is where my cousin got the thing to put in her shoe to step on her mother's back so she could get married. Ah, And I'm like, What? What are we doing here? This woman does spell. I'm not supposed to be in a place like this. Like, what are you doing? Like, I got people with me. I got people with me who don't want to be here right now. Like, what are you doing? We we go there, the woman is like, oh, that thing behind you, that thing standing behind you is giving me chills. And I'm like, that thing behind me is protecting me. <laughs> like, what are you what are you doing? What are you about? And she's like, no. I need that thing to leave. I need you to tell that thing to leave. I have some really important things to tell you. I have some really important things to tell you. But here, first drink this water. Me being the fucking idiot that I am, I drank the water. So basically what happened, and I found this out very recently, basically what happened is she did something on me and it didn't work. Because this tall black burka thing that I have with me just doesn't let anything touch me right? So it didn't work. So what she told the friend was, I'm going to basically send her a message that's going to scare her. And when she called, and I'm going to send her the message to scare her, to have her call you. When she calls you, bring her to me. Because if we can get her in my house and I can get her to eat or drink something with the spell on it, then it'll work because that she won't be able to defend herself from. And that's what happened. And for 12 Years basically, it worked right, it worked. So, I put this all together. I have a dream that the nun is standing there, and I'm standing outside. She's looking at these bay windows. I'm standing outside the house with a guy. She's standing inside at the window, and she keeps putting her hands out as if she's trying to like send energy out of her hands, and nothing's happening. She gets so frustrated trying to do this over and over and over again that she disintegrates. And as she's disintegrating, this like indescribable sound howling I don't know what you call it is coming out of her it's like her own hate liquefied her I had no fear none whatsoever which was surprising to me within the dream I was able to acknowledge like wow it's so funny I'm not afraid I'm just watching passive observer dispassionate observer so I followed the liquid that she became back into that woman's apartment And back into the glass that I had drank out of. And back before that when the glass was filled. And back before that when that woman and that girl had been sitting there planning what they did. So when I tell you that frenemies are dangerous, I mean it on many, many, many levels. Now she never got the Scorpio, but she made sure I didn't get him either. And that was essentially the spell that she had put on me. She didn't want him per se. She just wanted to make sure I couldn't have him. Right? That girl the other night didn't really care what happened. She just wanted to make sure that nothing good happened for me that girl that used to dissuade people from working with me and doing business with me meanwhile sleeping in my house eating my food being my best friend being around my child being around my husband being around my family that girl didn't really care what happened to me as long as nothing happened to me that she wanted as long as nothing good happened to me you see what I'm saying so when I figured that out the other night, that this was just one more thing and that nun thing and me seeing all this and me like getting all this, this only happened like a month ago. So when I walked into my apartment, that apartment was still full of that binding energy because what I let go of, what I released, it was all there in Denmark. Under the full moons, by, right by the water, in that fresh air, everything. Like, I cleanse myself, looking at the firelight every night. All of those things. All of you guys praying for me. Us doing the podcast, doing the best restaurant meditation. Us meeting up at the restaurant, recharging each other, praying for each other. The love that you send me, right? I know so many of you who, like, send me messages. And you're like, I did that meditation and it helped me so much. And, like, I feel... Your prayers, I feel your love. I feel things in my own life getting easier because of your like love and appreciation. You know, when you help somebody, like in the in the Bible it says that if you know something that can help someone and you don't tell them, it's a sin. It's a sin to keep helpful information to yourself. If you know something that can help somebody else, you have to tell them, right? So like when you genuinely help somebody with their life, the thing that comes out of their heart for you is like really pure you know because like they're so grateful like if you take somebody's stress away like we all have stress we all have these lives where like someone doesn't love us or someone isn't being kind to us or we don't have enough money or you know like we're away from somebody we love or something's going on with our kids we all have things so if there's somebody anybody doesn't matter. It could be a little meme. It could be a little dog walking down the street. It could be a person. It could be a video. But something that makes you like makes it easier, you know, just makes your life a little bit easier. It just makes you smile. It just makes you realize that no matter what you're going through, like it's still OK and we're all going to be all right. Like you're still loved, even if you're loved from afar right? Even if you're loved by somebody who doesn't necessarily know you, but they love you so much that they're helping you. They want to help you and they want to give you a tool that will make your life easier. It makes you feel loved, right? It makes you feel like this person is doing something for me. And like, I didn't, I, I didn't like, I didn't ask for it. You know, like my mom never said to me, like, you need to love me unconditionally or I'm never going to heal. You know, like it's okay it's great to give people things when they ask for them of course it's good to be helpful but I feel like being useful is different you know like you don't wait until somebody asks you anticipate their needs you give them what they need so when you do that (laughs) you guys make me so emotional I love you so much um when you do that people unconsciously And these are the most powerful prayers, the unconscious ones, people unconsciously from their heart, they, they're so grateful. You know, like if you give someone a moment of calm, a moment of peace, a moment of being like, Ooh, everything's going to be okay. Okay. I place my order. Ooh, it's going to be, it's going to be good. You know, like. That feeling of relief, that feeling of peace, that feeling of contentment, that feeling of faith, feeling faith in the universe, feeling faith in yourself, feeling faith in God, like that, what that gives you, what that, what you send me, what that gives you in that little portion that you send me for being like, yo, you're dope. Thank you for letting me in on this. Like that's changed my life, right? That, that just changes your life because It's the balance, it's the Tao. The balance, it always evens out. However much I'm putting out there, like straight from my heart, I'm gonna get back straight from your heart. (laughs) Because it's an equal exchange. That's how energy works, right? So that's why Hemingway said, all you have to do is sit down and bleed. Like if I bleed for you, then you'll bleed for me. (laughs) You know, that's just how, that's such an Aries way to put it. (laughs) jesus christ Uh, but that's just what it is and so all that energy that like i'm getting you know all of it everything combined it just it broke this thing that was just holding me in every fucking way it was holding me it was wrapped around my heart you know and i walked into that apartment and all that energy was still there because everything i'm different and so i walked into an environment that my that i was vibing with because i was bound and i never noticed it and then i walked back into that environment and i'm not bound and i'm puking i'm cold sweating i mean it was bizarre and then as soon as ali comes down puts his hand on my back and starts to like rub my back everything goes away and i'm like what'd you just do he's like oh i was just doing the prayer for another He was like, you have Nuzer, like, times a million, bro. Like, what's going on? Like, the evil eye times a million. And I was like, oh, my God. It's this thing that such and such did. And he was like, yo, that bitch is so shady. Their whole family does magic on people. Like, they're all going to hell. You know what I mean? So, he even knew it. He felt it. He was like, yo. like." And so, when I say... That having people who are not good enough to be around you, around you, I'm telling you because it's actually fucking dangerous. Yo, legit, she stole like a 15-year relationship right out from under me. Like we would have been married and had five kids by now kind of relationship. Because of envy. And this same girl, I should have known what the fuck she was like. You know what she said to me once? When Das first came out, I was working on an Indian TV show. I went and inter- interviewed Shah Khan. I went and interviewed Ashwarya Rai. I went and interviewed the director. It was dope. They were really, really fucking nice people. Devdas came out. She's like, oh my God, I saw you on the show interviewing them, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, Ashwarya looks so beautiful. And I'm like, okay, Ashwarya always looks beautiful. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, and she goes, what was she like in person? And I was like, bro, this is going to make you sick. But honestly... She's a hundred times a thousand times more beautiful in person than she is on camera, which is unbelievable because she's so, so, so pretty on camera. and I'm like, this is the only way now how to put it. She's actually not photogenic. Th- like that's how beautiful she is in person that she's actually not photogenic because if you could see on camera the way she actually looks, you'd faint. You know what I mean? So I was telling her this and she goes, oh my God, don't tell me that." And I was like, why? I don't understand. I'm so confused. Why? And she was like, I watched Div Das the other night. And I was just sitting there crying the whole time. I was like, oh my god, me too. Like, the movie's so sad. She goes, no, no, no. I was crying because of how pretty Ashwarya is. Like, it was making me mad. And in my head, I went back to that petty place that I go to where I'm like, you look like a rat. Why are you crying over Ashwarya? You should be crying over the dog walking by you. What the fuck are you talking about? You jealous of that bitch? That bitch and you are fucking eons apart how you cry over what somebody else has anyway so i should have known it's my own fucking fault and that's why i did with the other night what i did where i just turned on my heel and walked out because there was a couple of things going on girls like this they want a reaction They don't want to just be your frenemy. They want to pretend to be your friend and your enemy and they never want you to find out. And they want you to let them play both roles. And if they get caught, they want you to hit them so they can play the victim for the rest of their lives and say, that's what happened between me and her. That's what the fuck she wanted for me the other night. She wanted me to hit her in Wyclef Sean's house because that would have been her story of all stories. That would have made up, at least for a couple of years, For all the other struggles that she has going on. You understand what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? See, it was okay for this bitch to bind me. And then go marry someone that she was so unattracted to. And had so little interest in. That she was fucking his friend. So, if I'm getting married with no love. No attraction. With someone who's controlling me. You sure as fuck not going to get the man of your dreams. That's what the fuck was going on in her head when she did that. It's not that I want it, it's just I don't want her to have it. Now here's where the universe comes in. The universe says, "Okay, you want to play these games that are not allowed. You are not allowed to do this. You are not What is a definition of sin in the Bible? The 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 messing with someone else's free will. Right? So you fuck around, you mess with somebody else's free will, you do what you got to do, but the universe is fair." So the universe is like, okay, well, if she can't have the happiness in this area, I'm going to give it to her here. And if she can't have this man, I'm going to give her one even better. And if she can't have this thing, I'm going to give her this instead. And at the same time, you know what I'm going to do to you? I'm going to keep dropping you, dropping you, dropping you, dropping you, dropping you because of what you did. So the more you looking at her, the more she's going up and the more you're going down simultaneously. Just to fucking show you, the universe is petty. Let me explain this to you. The universe is petty and it likes to teach a fucking lesson. And it likes to teach certain lessons, certain sins are so, so, so an anathema to the universe that the lesson it teaches you, it teaches you with a certain kind of relish. There was this one weak ass bitch in my comments talking about, how come you always talk about hitting people like you enjoy it so much? Because I relish it. Because by the time you get to the point where I gotta fucking hit you, you fucking deserve it. That's what the fuck, why? Because I'm relishing it. Because you wanted this lesson, right? So take it, learn it then. That's exactly what the fucking universe does. The universe relishes and teaches certain lessons. And one of those lessons is don't fuck with people's free will. You fuck with a person's free will and the universe will put you into the ground but not kill you. It'll put you so low that you gotta look up at everybody else because you feel like fucking grime and dirt on the fucking sidewalk that's baked in so bad you can't even scrape it off. But you alive and you kicking and you can't die. You stuck. You stuck watching everybody else have everything they ever wanted. You know, that bitch thought that what I really wanted was that man. And so that's what she bound me against. Do you understand? I actually have what she wanted the most in life. What she wanted the most in life is for people to disregard the fact that she looks like a rat. And actually say that she's pretty and follow... She's she's a mean girl. She's a popular mean girl. And she wanted her life conti- to continue to be a popular mean girl. You know that one girl in the mean girls that looks like a rat? Like that. That girl. You know the girl off to the side that gets kicked out eventually? The one that's always kind of expendable? She's trying to get in but she's not really in? That bitch. That bitch. What do you think she'd want more than anything else right now? in life being with that guy that she's still with that she did not want to marry that she cheated on consistently and is still cheating on you think that she wouldn't swap that life for the life that i have right now but why do i have the life i have right now because you took the one that i was supposed to have but look what god did look at the universe the universe like okay i'll just give her what you wanted most (laughs) you can have the scorpio husband (laughs) now what bitch now, fucking what? You know what's going to be funny? What's going to be funny is when this dude that she's trying to clown, Wyclef John's cousin, fucking clowns her and I take him on as a client. That's going to be funny. Because we already got Wycliffe in the bag. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be... F- See, my vibe is undeniable. If I walk into a place and you fucking about your money or about your life or about your business, you're going to pick me out of that crowd and be like, yo, can I talk to you for a second? I ain't never met a drug dealer, a gangster, or a rapper who didn't fucking know within 10 seconds that they needed me on their team. Every fucking one of them that's ever met me is like, yo, can I holler at you for a second? Not like that. Like, I want to talk to you, talk to you. Yeah, you could talk to me. You want to talk money? Let's talk money. And they always look at you like, yeah, bitch, let's talk about... Yo, yo, exactly, exactly. Yeah, let's talk money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm not interested in the love shit. Don't tell me about my soulmate. Motherfucker, I'm not trying to tell you about nothing. Fuck whoever you want. I know you cheating on your wife. You want to talk money or not? Yeah, okay. Do that deal on the 16th, not on the 20th. Okay, bet. I'll call you next week. Thank you. How much I owe you? Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Bitch. This is not fucking playtime. This is not, I don't know how eyelash glue glue works. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what God does best. You don't understand God's petty. Judaism, look, in the Old Testament, God is petty as hell. (laughs) Whenever people are like, I can't believe in an angry God. I'm like, the world is fractal. You get angry, right? Grow up, angry God. Grow the fuck up, honestly. Anyway. So all of that is to say a couple of things. One, every single one of you that was in front of the hotel in Miami hanging out until four in the morning, every single one of you, I want to follow you. So you have to fucking message me. I think I have almost all of you followed, but I think there's a couple of stragglers. I want to follow every single one of you. Y'all are my fucking peoples. You don't understand the amount of love, the amount of support, the amount of candid fucking open conversation we had. Bitch, I showed y'all pictures of the Scorpio. I can't believe you. I can't believe any of you. And every single one of you wrote me and said, don't worry, we'll keep your secret. I know you will. I love you so much. I love the city. I love the vibe. I love the culture. I love the food. I love... Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Destiny. Like, you guys made my trip. And you know what? Thank you to that ratchet asshole, too. Because I think it would have been... A much more embarrassing situation instead of in front of some real, real, real big heavy hitters where I would have had to put you out or they would have had to put you out. And it probably would have cost me some money and probably a little respect. So I'm glad I got rid of you when I did. So kudos to you for the timing. You want it, bitch. You knew when to make yourself expendable. Um, what else is? Let's see. Let's do the little wrap up um i'm really really excited about starting off 2019 doing these guided meditations and having them available to you on vimeo as an actual thing that you can have and listen to over and over and over again i'm also going to put them on itunes as audio files that you can cop because i just want to get more into this guided meditation thing i think we're doing really well i think so far the primers that we have have been great but i think we need an official actual eight gates meditation i think we need a restaurant meditation i think we need a psycho cybernetics going into the box and changing the settings meditation and i want to start off this year with all these really positive um productive tools that you guys can use outside of the podcast to just keep yourself on that line you know you know we love each other. You know we support each other. You know you have a forum where you can always reach out. You can always reach out to me. You can always reach out to each other. Just drop a fucking comment in the section. Somebody will help you out. If you're starting a business, shout shout yourself out. Tell me so I could shout you out. If you're starting to do readings, tell me so I could shout you out. Like you have us. Use us as a resource. Use each other. Use me. Use the meditations to stay in that space where you know one everything is okay no matter how you feel right now remember what i said about the milk dripping into the baby's mouth the universe takes care you're okay regardless of where you are right now or how you feel right now or what's working out what's not working out a lot of us woke up yesterday i woke up in 2019 saying you know what i don't want the fucking scorpio i don't want it forget it Forget it, yo, forget it, forget it, forget it. The only fucking people that I want near me on my team are people who are a thousand million, a billion percent begging on their knees that they don't want anything else. You want me more than you want anything fucking else? Let's ride. If there's anything, culture, obligation, anything, anything, anything that comes between you and me and you let it, 2019 is the year that I never want to fucking hear from you again. Go. Go. That applies to friends. It applies to family. It applies to lovers. It applies to past relationships. It applies to anything and everything. Career opportunities. It doesn't fucking matter. If you're not a thousand, million, a billion percent on my fucking team jumping up and down enthusiastic, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here next to you, get the fuck away from me. Because the only people I'm going to be around is people I'm jumping up and down for. You see me jumping up and down in these podcasts for you, right? You see me in these videos. That's exactly why I haven't done the fucking Aquarius video yet. Don't you take all this fucking enthusiasm and work I do and start fucking complaining and talking about. You listen to the readings and then you go on other people's pages and say, oh, she said this, she did it. So why am I doing the reading? Why am I doing it then? Nah, you're going to be a hundred thousand million billion percent with me. Next to me, jumping up and down, supporting me. You the shit, we the shit, we the shit, you the shit. Or you ain't shit. That's it. New rules. New rules 2019. You the shit or you ain't shit. We the shit or you ain't shit. That's it. That's it. I'm gonna get some coffee and smoke the rest of this joint. Try not to get in trouble in this fucking hotel. Nah, I'll go down to the beach. I'll go to the beach and smoke. (sighs) Well, that was a lot. (laughs) But aren't you proud of me that I didn't hit anybody? I'm doing so well, I feel. I feel like I'm growing. And I think you guys kept me from doing it too. Because I could feel your energies. Like, you guys felt really bad what she was saying. It really hurt your feelings. And you will never know how much I love you for that. Like, for you guys to reach out to me when I was crying and be like, Oh my God, she's such a fucking jealous bitch. I heard every word she said and she's such a fucking trifling hoe. That really meant a lot to me. Honestly, in this modern day of friendship, the way it is now, like y'all are my friends. Like that really meant a lot to me for you guys to like go out of your way and like message me and be like, yo, don't cry. Like we love you. Like she's really, I listened to everything she said. She's being a hating fucking bitch and she was hating on you way before you got to this party. So many of you were like, yo, this bitch been hating on you for years. Yeah, you're right. And thank you for being there for me. Thank you for, for not letting me slip into a place of sadness on the first day of the year. <laughs> you know? Because I would have started contemplating, like, what's going on with my life? And why are people like this? Like, why can't I just succeed and do well and have people be happy for me instead of doing this shit? And then here are all of you thousands of you being like, we support you. We love you. We love what you're doing. We love that you're doing all this stuff and you're doing well. And we, we we couldn't think of anything better. like, And to have the people who actually made me who I am say that, you know, like my parents gave me my brains. Genetics gave me my face. My personalities kept my face the way it is for as long as it has. But this thing that we're doing, you're doing it. I told you, Instagram's constantly like, you want that blue check? Just change it from a community to a person. Quietest revolution is a person, not a community. No, fuck you. It's not. I don't want your blue check. I'm not trying to slide into any famous person's DM and get flued out and fucked. I don't need a blue check. It's a community. You guys have made this what it is. You guys have made me who I am. You know, so for the people who made me who I am like this to be like, yo, we support you. We got you. We love you. Don't let that bitch tear you down. You guys were kind of like saying like, yo, this is our movement. Don't you let this fucking bitch come out of nowhere and tear you down like that. Like we need you. That's why we built you up the way you are. Like, come on, get it together. Get back on your fucking throne, bitch. Put that crown on. Fuck this hoe. Kick her to the curb. That's it. Kick this bitch off the throne, bitch. Like she's not even supposed to be on the landing next to the throne. Ugh. You know, first of all, lash extensions. I don't know. Whatever you got to do. I, it's just bothering me because it was so much. Like, it's just the tackiest thing in the world. I just, ah, okay. Anyway. But for you guys to be that supportive, to be that loving, to be that sensitive. New Year's Eve, you have a million things going on. You're like messaging me. Don't cry. I saw what happened. She did this. She did it. It's not you. It's not you. Like, do you know what that meant to me? (laughs) Honestly, all day yesterday, I was reading your messages going, yo, Like these people fucking love me the way I love them. That's so rare because usually people don't love me the way I love them. I love people with everything I fucking have. And they do things like embarrass me at parties where I'm like, yo, I loved you. I can't believe you just did this. But y'all love me the way I love you. It's such an equal exchange. You know what I mean? That I'm just constantly like, ah, I'm so lucky. (laughs) i do i feel so blessed and so lucky to just have you guys like i don't know (laughs) it's a nice feeling i love you so much and i'll see you next week yeah we'll do we'll do more um, soulmate stuff we'll talk more we'll tie it into the restaurant we'll tie into you know what happens when you see your soulmate at the restaurant, but he's not with you or she's not with you. Then what? <laughs> we'll talk about all that. And I'll definitely get on those meditations. And yes, I will do the Aquarius video when I get home and I'm comfortable in my house. And we're going to have a long fucking talk during that video too. Anyway, I love yous. See you next week, fam. It's your girl. DJ Narc in Miami! Hey!